All right, and I am recording now. Ballard, Ballard, Ballard. I made you out of clay. <laughs> oh, Ballard, Ballard, Ballard. Oh, Ballard, I shall play. Felk. All right. Hold on one second. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Dude, I've been listening to a podcast called Come Town. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh-uh. Uh, it's a bunch of comedians. It's like one of the more popular podcasts out there, actually. It's like the top oh ten God. podcasts. But, uh, so cool. Uh, they're, they're just New Yorkers, and... Uh, one of them sounds exactly like Steve. It's weird. I I, I can't because he, he just sounds like a stone Jew. Perfect. That that, that typical stone. Uh, I'm I'm Jewish and I'm really high voice. Mm-hmm. Except he's funny. Not that Steve isn't funny. He's just like a professional comedian. Oh my god! Yeah. I pissed Steve off so much. Why? In the last episode. What'd you do? He so- truly does not enjoy all the gun shit I was doing in the last episode. He, he like wrote to me afterwards he's like dude that was way too much gunplay and I was like oh that's funny because Emma thought it was fucking perfect and amazing well you don't you don't <laughs> have a gun so what did you do to oh, I, I've got like a fucking prop gun I was playing with the whole fucking time oh really yeah so oh. I'm just I'm actually playing with a real gun and like aiming it at him like this in the camera and everything yeah, I'll go get it I'll show you I'll, it right. looks good Oh, I, you got something real. Yeah, this is just some, some plastic bullshit. That's real, isn't it? Of course not. You think oh, I fucking not? buy a real gun? Oh, what are you doing? You're crazy. So that's why when I did this noise, I was like, I was like, oh, Steve. Ooh, oh, I was really doing we this. So you were doing like this and Steve was alarmed that you might be able to shoot him? No, he was, but he was pissed off. He was pissed off mostly... That like I was like uh, wasting time not talking about the movie and, and just doing this stuff the whole time and cocking a gun and re- re- redoing this and firing it off and. Does yours? Uh, does your, can your can yours take the clip out? Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're so stupid. We got our guns. Oh my god, we should totally have our guns for this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm not us. putting mine back. I mean. Yeah, dude, we should keep them here like... for the out of sport, uh, respect for Alec Baldwin. I've been recording this whole time. Maybe this airs. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, we can't talk about them as fake guns. We got to talk about them as real guns. Well, we can get the Alec Baldwin thing, which is hilarious, by the way, that Alec Baldwin murdered a woman. I guess we're on air now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. Mine wasn't <laughs> fake. It's not a fake gun. I was joking earlier. Super real. So hardcore. Look at this. I think yours looks – I mean, this, this one is like 20-plus oh. years old, so yours looks better than mine. I think that, ours just both look good. You know, they look like real guns because they are real guns. Yeah, totally. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, baby. How dare you direct hey, the hey. this movie? Ah, <laughs> bang. Cold gun, cold gun, no live rounds. Oops. I love that. The 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 the, uh, the things that prop guns. It's Poor just like, lady. Uh, prop Dude, guns. Dude, I heard some bullshit on Reddit that she's like, she's like, it was like, it was like the classic thing where it's like. Oh my god, her next project was literally gonna work on a Hollywood you know, a <laughs> pornography ring. Yeah, I know. No, it was, it was it was like the elites, like that kind of thing. Like the and it's then like, she died. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, her husband was a lawyer for the law firm that represented Hillary Clinton. It's like, well, gonna no, and then she died. <clears throat> what happened is that Alec Baldwin is an asshole and uh, doesn't respect safety or anything else. And they had live. That's the funniest thing. Like the, when the the the. Uh, it first broke all the articles or headlines were like Alec Baldwin accidentally shoots someone on set with a prop gun prop gun used an accidental death and it's like prop gun on sets refers to rubber guns or airsoft guns a gun that 
it has been like retrofitted or, or, or changed to only accept blanks is still just called a gun. A prop yeah. gun didn't kill anybody because prop guns are made of fucking rubber and used for stunts. Well, what also but, kind of threw me off when it first was reported was like the way it was kind of sounding. I was like, I was like, wait, is this blanks? Because how does the blanks injure director and director of photography? Yeah, well, now it's just a, apparently it was just a bullet. It, it, it was it, a live it, round. It was an actual bullet. Dude, so, and like, definitely not a prop gun. <laughs> I know how live rounds actually do make it on sets. Like it is, there is a reason for a live round to be on set. Everyone's all like, "There's no reason for a live round to be on set." No, there are. Okay, there are times where people want to get a shot and they want to get a shot with a live bullet in the chamber or a live bullet being loaded in the chamber because a real bullet looks a lot different than a fucking no, yeah. blank or a fake bullet. And so sometimes they'll they'll get that shot. However, it doesn't sound like a, that's exactly what this was. But even when a live round is on set. It is an incredibly locked down situation. Like everybody's aware of it. It's not cavalier rehearsal while aiming it at the camera, and then oops, the director of photography got shot. I mean, the the there, there were early insane. reports that he he that <clears throat> my favorite. All right, so one of the things is that uh, they weren't supposed to be. They weren't actually filming, and he was arguing with her because she she was like, "We have to shoot this again. It didn't look right. We have to shoot it again." And he's he's just like, "I'll shoot you again," and pointed the gun at her and shot her. <laughs> like, I mean, he thought it had a blank oh or God, was empty. But I mean, that's the kind of that, that's the the type of Alec Baldwin <laughs> shit you do. But my favorite detail that came out, and yeah, probably not accurate as it came from like a right wing anti Alec Baldwin reporter, but was that uh. You know how there's like rumors about how like people were walking off the set because yeah, were... like hours before a bunch of people walked off set. Well, two weeks before there was also a big uh, another walkout or potential walkout where a lot of people were like we're gonna walk out because we're gonna get shot. You guys are not being safe, and uh, that yeah, happened. There was a lot of misfires apparently on set. That uh, allegedly the story is that that happened because after he shot a gun in the air and it like ricocheted and almost hit somebody while he was ranting about Trump. And I just fucking love that. I want that to be true so much. Oh my God. That could only be true because it sounds so wild. Um, well, it, yeah, just, it, I, it tracks with Alec Baldwin. It kind of does. Uh, all this is alleged. We obviously know nothing. But um, yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. It's just like it's it's a whole bunch of really, really horrible consequences and mistakes that led to a terrible situation and with the result of someone dying. Um, and it's it's really sad. It really is sad because it sounds like it could have been prevented and it sounds like this production allegedly was super cavalier. It obviously could have been prevented. I mean, I don't think that's even yeah, debatable. Yeah, I mean, most movies prevent it, it. But this this sounds like this production was super cavalier. There, uh, an actor came out um, and was talking about how when he was shooting beforehand um, on set that he had a moment where his character was killed and in the shootout that resulted in the death of his character, he said he got hit by like chunks of paper and cardboard from the blinks. Yeah, I didn't. And so like that, like that's not good. Like, you know, like that, that right there alone is already kind of like, what's going on? Like how, how is things being so wildly Hong Kong right now in the middle of this Arizona desert? It was Arizona, right? Uh, yeah. No, no, it was New Mexico. Yeah, it was New, New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. I know. I didn't see the report. Corey did. He told me about it. Um, I, I he, he showed me a clip. And it was an Outback Steakhouse, and it was loud. But uh, uh, Xander Berkeley was has been apparently for like a long time been like Mister. We need to be safer about guns on sets. Because he, he's always being shot on he, set. He said 
in the interview, I have almost been shot 20 times in my career. And I'm just like, I just, I just picture Kiefer Sutherland like shooting him over and over again with blanks. Oh, for sure. Totally. It's like not a lot of his movies have guns. Nobody points a gun at him or is near him with a gun in, in like T2 or Gattaca. I guess uh, Air, Force, Air Force One. Air Force One, for sure. Xander Berkeley's been in a ton of shit where he would have guns aimed at him. But 24 would probably be, would have to be one of them. Yeah, I would think definitely one of them. And, you know, Kiefer Sutherland was drunk most of that time. As we all famously know. Uh, all right, well, let's get into this episode. Uh, uh, live from Cool Boys Center. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm so cool boy. All right, spoil it. Opening theme. That was the cold open. Wait, hang on. That was actually the cold open. Can I kill this giant bug that's just in my room right now? Yeah. Give me a second. Thank you. Like a dune bug. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to kill it. It's too far behind the uh, all the shit right now. Come here, bug. It's giant bug. I don't know what the fuck it is. Huge giant bug with giant wings. I'm going to get you, bug. Shoot it! Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Alright. Greetings, Dune Boy Nation, and welcome to a special Dune installment of the Dune Boys Dune Cast, Dune Part 1 Edition. I'm. Wait, you didn't even change these to, to letters? I, I'm Dune Felk. I'm Fremen Felk. Starts with oh, you wanted to be a Fremen. Okay, nice. And yeah. I'm Dune Ballard. Uh, Baron so Ballard? Dune. There's plenty of bees in there. I guess it's not Baron, but still, that's, that's something. No, no, there's the guy that, uh, 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 the Fremen, uh, Babs Ulusakamokan or whatever. You could be Ballard, Idaho. <laughs> no, no, it was Jamis, but he was at, played by the actor Babs Ulusakamokan on him. Or something. Oh, I, I don't know. Freezer, I'm not trying to butcher his name. Coming back. I'm coming so back. Dune. All right. Uh, so Dune. <laughs> so Dune. And Dune Boy Nation. If you want to reach out and Dune a Dune Boy, email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. I thought about adding the Dune Boys Dune cast, but then there might be actually a Dune Boys Dune cast, and I didn't want to send them a bunch of email their way. Hang on. Doran just reached, uh, reached out to me oh. uh, by chance. And he said, watching Day of the Dead for the first time tonight via the Cool Boys suggestion. Okay. So that was from last week. Yeah. Uh, I guess he just recently listened to that episode. Mm -hmm. uh, not Dune related, uh, but let us know if, if you do watch Dune, what you thought of it, Dorn. Absolutely. He you actually on me. mentioned that he read the book. Uh, so he would know more than us. Because I've never read a book. About Dune? I mean the 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 book do no. Oh, that's right, Dorn. You should be on this episode, not me. Oh my god. Or me. What the fuck am I doing here? Should just be Dorn. Should be Dorn. Why didn't we reach out to Dorn about a Dune episode? Fuck. We should postpone. I mean, I, I I've seen the 1984 movie, which we'll, we'll get to, 
uh, but he was talking about uh, whatever he was on the podcast at some point in the past talking about it. he's like oh I'm excited about Dune big fan of Dune because you know uh, you know uh, uh, Aquaman is playing uh, Duncan Idaho Jason Momoa and it's like that's good casting and I'm like I don't know who the fuck Duncan Idaho is. <laughs> now I do. Now you do. Yeah, for sure. Same character in 1984's. Uh, He's uh, not Dune. in it much. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Dorn. I'm curious about your t- your 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 take on uh, Denise's take on Frank Herbert's take on Dune. Okay. Well, this episode we'll be discussing Dune. Oh yeah, <clears throat> part one. Only. So we will forgo. <laughs> we can't do part two. Not so yet. we will forgo our Dune Boy updates and get right into Dune Part One and all the fabulous Duneulous spoilers. The Fabdunulous. Fabdunulous spoilers. It is given Dune. It's time for spoilers. Ain't it cool? Yeah, given Dune. Dune's so cool. What a cool name. I've watched several movies since Dune, but so I had to rewatch Dune today so I could remember Dune. Uh, but I also rewatched the 1984 Dune mm. uh, just to be like, well, now I might actually understand what the fuck's happening in 1984's Dune because I had seen it as a teenager. Uh, Watched it with my dad. He's like, oh, it's great. It's like it's like Star Wars, but for adults, it's dark and gritty. And I'm like, that sounds great. And I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Uh, so, are we in spoilers yet? Spoilers. <clears throat> so, Dune spoilers. Spoilers from Dune on out. From Dune on out, baby. All right. Well, talking about Dune, like you just did, uh, the 1984 David Lynch film. That, well, we uh, start is with barely, the... barely a David Lynch film, and barely David a Lynch movie. Himself is not even. Well, David Lynch has never made the movie. Like the movie has been taken from him and. The studio made a version that they released in theaters, and then eventually the studio made a version that they think was based around the version that David Lynch wanted, and I think there's a, maybe a couple of releases of that, uh, but none of them have ever been sanctioned by David Lynch, and I think David Lynch is quoted as not uh, yeah. saying Dune is his film at all. I watched it in, as a teenager on DVD, and it was a different cut than what I watched Today it was like an extended or special edition of it with extra scenes. So we're doing gun, gun stuff. Uh, <laughs> the guns, baby. But uh, you yeah, look, you look well, smarter when you scratch your head with a gun, though. You do. Like, What's that? I'm thinking that really, really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> no trigger uh, etiquette, like Alec. No, no, yeah. <laughs> you're not even supposed to fucking put your, you know. No, no, no. You're supposed to be put it right here, right? You're not supposed to feather it at all. He's uh, just feathering it for fun. <laughs> Woo! I'll shoot you again. <laughs> And, this uh, is Trump's Trump this, fault. Trump that. Trump is why I'm doing this to you. <laughs> I hope Alec Baldwin goes to jail. Um, no, he's not. The, the assistant director's taking the fall. That's bullshit. Uh, which is which was obviously going to happen. I'm surprised it wasn't the uh, head uh, prop master or the armorer on set. I'm really shocked. Oh yeah, have you, seen, have you seen her ass? Because her, her, her like, there's all these photos from her Instagram of like her in a thong, and it's just like, oh good. No way. Oh yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. I've seen photos of her on TMZ, and they don't talk about her ass. TMZ would definitely be talking about her ass. They're, they're, I, I saw them on Show Twitter. me. Prove it. I'll have to, no, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't. You're not going to look at her NCs? Well, not not in the middle of a Dune cast. We got to talk about Dune. Gram it up, Dune. Uh, but, yeah, no, so, I, wa- so wh- I just watched whatever version is on HBO Max, which I guess is theatrical. And uh, 
Are you talking about the 1984 one? You mean yeah, yeah, because the first thing on our agenda is a quick Dune Boy rating of the past films in the Dune Chise. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I, I'm fresh, having just rewatched the theatrical of Dune. And even though I was somewhat able to actually follow the plot this time, it is a mess of a movie. It's I'm going to give it two boys. 1984 is Dune. 1984 is Dune, yeah. Uh, David Lynch is Dune. Yeah, I'm going to give that a solid five out of five boys. Do you like that movie? That movie I also uh, rewatched just before watching Dune part one. Uh, so I could know what I was going into a little bit more, kind of see what what I remembered, you know, as a little boy, as a little baby boy Balor, because a little baby boy Balor remembered that pain box really, pain, really, yeah. really well, and that pain box burned, <laughs> no pun intended, an image into my head that I've lived with ever since. And I remember I was in an RV in Yellowstone when my older brother was like, "Well, we have Dune, we can watch Dune." And I was like, sure. No. And I got to that scene, and I was like, fuck that. What the hell is that box? I don't want that box in my life. I spent maybe uh, the, the, the next box 10 is literally years the, of my life the box dodging is, that box. That box is the thing. only thing I remember from the my teenage screening of Dune. Dude, because what, what's so great about that box, and it's actually one of the things that doesn't sit very well uh, from the new Dune Part 1 with me, at least. The, one of the things about that box that David Lynch shot really well is that he, <clears throat> he shot this layered, you know, overlaid shot with, you know, of uh, 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 all these images superimposed on top of each other and he's got this, you know, burning sensation and he's got this fi- this hand and you actually see the hand burning. And then and then when, you know, Paul pulls his hand out, played by Kyle McLaughlin, 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 he pulls his hand out and it's perfectly fine. You're like, oh, it wasn't hurting him like it looked like it was. Yeah, that shit... It- is visceral to me because I went to Catholic school for almost all my education. And, and they only use those boxes there. I mean, it's not it, the, the, well, I mean, they're called the Bene Jesuits or Jesuits, which sounds a lot like Jesuit uh, or Bene Jesuits. <laughs> so it's just like that. Plus like, you know, you don't have to stick your box, your hand in a box or your dick in a box or anything in a box, but you, you know, there's there like confessionals or big boxes. There's there's boxes, there's rituals. It all kind of rang true to me as like this uh, religious order. And, and that's the one thing I remember. That and the worms. I remember the, the worms, worms yeah. and I remember uh, Picard having that mullet. But I didn't follow the plot or understand what was going on. And Dude, uh, I totally forgot Picard was in it until I rewatched it. Yeah. Well, he's he's uh, Josh Brolin, uh, or James. Josh. James, Josh Brolin plays him Gurney. in this one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's it's very tough to comprehend what's happening in the movie. Uh, it uses voiceover constantly to do people's thoughts that the new Dune does not do. It manages to convey all that information without like two minutes of exposition at the beginning and just having voiceover portray people's thoughts, even though that's confusing because it also uses telepathy at some points because uh Kyle McLaughlin talks to his mom through telepathy and it's like wait now these voiceovers can hear each other it's like confusing the new dune uses hand gestures instead of uh telepathy I thought that was a creative idea so yeah, like and the- and but the telepathy also is um his dreams right his visions yeah they kept that they kept the the dreams being like a telepathy thing but I'm like I'm, I'm saying like there's there's like several times in 1984 Dune like where people will just 
all of a sudden say something in their head and we'll hear it through voiceover. But then there's also times when people will converse in their head through voiceover and it's not clear if when it's telepathy and when it's just internal monologue. It's it's really clunky way to deliver information to the audience. You know, but it is captivating. No, that, that's the thing. I, I Even rewatching it, I was just like, I remember being like, wow, these are cool visuals. This is an interesting movie to look at. It's also an ugly movie to look at at times. Like, putting the the boils on the Baron Harkonnen uh, was a little little gross. Uh, having, like, a lot of people had, like, uh, herpes around their mouth for no reason. But probably because they actually had herpes. Well, one of them's, uh, uh, what's the Chuck, Chucky's voice guy? Brad Dereef? Like, his yeah. character has, like, herpes on his mouth. And it's just like... Because he probably had herpes. Brad Dereef eating some, some skank pussy, maybe? No, the, yeah. the, the, the doctor also has it. So it's just like a, like a thing. I think there was a, a herpes outbreak while, you know... They were in Me they filmed it in Mexico, so maybe. Mexico was full of herpes then, especially. I mean, now too. That's the one thing I know about Mexico, is that Mexico is loaded in herpes. Yeah. And cockroaches. Um, all right, well, uh, that was fun. I would say... Um, oh, my son watched it a little bit with uh, my wife and I, the 1984 one. And, um, Jesus, you subjected more than, more than just yourself to that movie? Oh well, my wife was interested as well. You know, Kyle's you know a beautiful treat for my eyes. I imagine it would have to be a beautiful treat for her. Here, eyes here's as well. an interesting thing I thought was interesting. Interestingly, is that uh, Kyle McLaughlin was the same age as Timothy Chalamet. No uh, way. Tw they were both 25 when they filmed, and whereas Kyle McLaughlin looks like a man, and Timothy looks like a just a the kind of boy that Brian Singer would love to toss around. He is dude. A, he I is know. A twink defined like he's a yes. definition of twink i know some some beautiful gay men who definitely are very turned on by timothy chalamet and they don't want to talk about it but they definitely talk about timothy a lot more than the average person would um i was just gonna say about my son was that my son watching dune um he was interested like he was even interested in watching it i would say he probably came away from 84 going eh you know, I'd prefer it to be Monster Family or some shit like that. But like, he he was intrigued. I like, I would Monster say that's in, that that alone is a win for that movie to get like a six year old to, to sit there and put his hands behind the, his head and lay back on the couch and just watch a two hour plus movie and just go, all right, you know, it gave it it gave me the best it could and uh, I was entertained, but it's not for me. Moving on. Well, I mean, my my viewing was I watched the the, the new Dune. Rewatched eighty four, watched a bunch of other movies, including like Arachnophobia. Nice. Rewatched Dune, the the Timothy Chalamet version today. So you've seen it twice. So I've seen yeah, I've seen I've seen two thousand and I guess now it's twenty twenty one's Dune, even though it's obviously supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Um, but uh, I've seen that twice now, and watching the eighty four, it did make me think this doesn't need to be two movies maybe it maybe could have gotten away with the one three hour movie here's it the thing about 84 though 84's third act is incredibly yeah. rushed to the to the point where it's like yeah and then there's a battle and then like and then there's like another battle with worms and then like then they like go and meet the emperor and then they like fight the dude and then it's over there is two i mean when the like it's very fast so so one thing that happened like a couple days ago was that dune 2 got greenlit which is important 
Like, yes, it, it, honestly, we're going to get to that a little bit later, but might as well get to it now. I yeah, guess. I mean, honestly, it, it increases my score for the, this Dune because, like, if we were watching this thing, that, that was what was scary, watching it and being like, I don't know if we'll ever see the the rest of this movie was a problem. Now, no, uh, this, so I, my rewatch so, today. you recall many a text to you and to other cool boys where I said essentially things like, I am so worried about this movie because... I love Denis, and I really love the idea of doing this Dune film, but, like, it's not greenlit a second part, and this movie clearly is apparently ends on a massive cliffhanger, and if that's the case and it doesn't have a second part, we're fucked with the Golden Compass again. I said that a million times. That's why I I rewatched it today, so I could be like, all right, it's fine. The next one comes out in, like, August 2023. Like, it's all a while. But they're they're gonna they're gonna start filming Dude, like immediately. Dude, it's because they just greenlit it. I can't believe they just greenlit it. I'm so shocked they just greenlit it. Like I'm like literally, I'm pretty blown away by that action alone. I I would have thought they would have greenlit this movie a long time ago. Well, that's the Warner Brothers mo because they did the same thing with it part two, uh, where they greenlit it after the first one did fine. Now that but was it a... actually ends. Yeah, it, one it, 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 yes, no, it not only has a, a satisfying ending, the first it would work if there was no part two. And yes. also they really should have dis- at least shot the shit with the kids when they were shooting that one and, and be like, all right, we have this shelved in case we shoot all the rest of the movie with the uh, adults. Yeah, not wait three years. Not wait three years, years for they're all to yeah. be like way aged up. With this, is not much of a problem because yeah, Timothy Chalamet will look a bit older, but like there's also a, in that third act or in that like second half, there's a two year time jump, anyways. So it's okay, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Twenty five, twenty five. He's already looks like what he's going to look like for a good chunk of his life going forward. So well, the character is supposed to be sixteen. The character is supposed to be sixteen. He looks sixteen. He can pull off 16. I don't know if he can in, in two years or three years, uh, but... Well, those years have already gone by. Yeah, they're, they're... I mean, what he looks like today. I've seen I've seen interviews, cast interviews. He looks the same. Zadea looks the same. She, he looks the same. They're the young ones. Rebe- That's what I'm saying. They've Rebecca already Ferguson, to their point. She's perfect. By, by the way, Rebecca Ferguson's only 13 years older than Timothy Chalamet. Beautiful. Well, I'm saying a little weird. A little weird that he's... That, 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 that's mom casting. Dude, I mean, we don't... Maybe we don't want to get into all this right now, but there was, I mean, a moment in the new Dune film, part one, where mother looked at son undressing. Yeah, that was weird. weird. That was weird. Weird a little long. That was weird. I, I I thought it was like she was seeing him shirtless and vulnerable and being worried as a mom. But I remember seeing that shot and being like, that's a little... I think she was like, oh, stronger shoulder blades and thicker shoulders than I thought. Well, he's just so... me. Timothy is... He's, his casting is one of the negatives of this movie, even though he does a good performance. Not for Denis, it wasn't. Denis had a great time with fucking Timothy. Well, could, yeah, and I've seen on-set making of stuff where they just talk to each other in French. Oh, so. dude. They were talking to each other in French with mouths full, if you know what I mean. Like, it was, like, more than just French kissing, baby. Is Denis gay? And I don't even know if that's alleged, to be honest. <laughs> well, they, 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 don't, they both speak French, I can tell you that. Dude, t- Timothy, I think... I'm not saying the dude's gay. I'm not saying he's straight. I'm not saying he's bi. I'm just saying Timothy probably plays in parties like a like a bad boy on set. He's probably the set bad boy. He's probably pranking everyone. He oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's sending everybody used he's like George Clooney. dead rats. He, he's exactly like the new George Clooney on sets. Everyone's always like, oh, Timothy, you got me again. Ugh. You changed all my M&Ms into Skittles. Timothy. Oh, Timmy. 
He walks away. Chalamet. All right, well, let's get into uh, 2021's Dune Part 1. Dune! Dune. Felk, I think you might have hit it on the head with my rating on this one. Um, it's all because we are getting a Part 2 um, yeah. that I'm giving this bad boy a 5 out of 5 boys. Okay. Because if it was a Dune Part 1 and there was no Part 2 greenlit, it would easily be a one out of five boys movie. It just ends randomly. I would have to rate it not on story. I'd have to rate it on visuals and acting. I guess that would still be a five out of five boy movie technically. Um, it, the visuals are astounding and the acting is fantastic. Um, it is a movie that ends halfway through act two. Yeah. It is really at, like odd and awkward uh, when that moment happens for me in my house. I went, oh, well, what the hell? <laughs> the movie just ended? They're walking away with the Fremens and it just well, it's, ended? It is bafflingly, it is a movie that is both about 15 to 20 minutes too long and an hour and a half to two hours too short. Yeah, I, I honestly, I just, I kind of want the Kill Bill version of this that's like, you know, the uh, the whole bloody affair. I want to see the rest too. of the movie is, is the problem. I, mean, I want to see his whole cut. I'll give it four and a half, uh, boys. I probably like when it more did you than know, you. When did you know that the movie was not going to finish properly? Not until it finished. I mean, well, here, here's the thing. I think it has a finishing point pretty clearly when he, when, when him and Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy and Rebecca, are in the desert and like all hope is lost or at the low point, and then they meet the Fremen. That could have been like you could have directed that like oh. The Fremen are here, and Zendaya walks up. The first time we've seen her not in Dream, and she's like, I'm I'm Zendaya, what's up, bitch? And it's right. like, that would be like, cut. And it's like, okay, now they have, now there's a second act two coming soon. And, and, but instead, but the they're like, of the there's movie. this confusing part where it ramps up, and he's like, now you gotta fight this random guy we, you just met. You gotta fight yeah. him to death. There's this weird fight. But a guy you've had visions of. Uh, was he in the visions? Yes, that that guy of Jamis or whatever was in the visions that Paul was having at times. Well, he has visions of where he is like maybe Zendaya stabbing him, and I'm like, well, that's not in the 1984 version. But no, that was him stabbing the guy. No, that's in the uh, in 1984 movie, right? That's at the end when like when when the Paul's essentially dying, but he's not really dying or whatever the fuck it is because the poisons are coming that's through. So confusing. Oh yeah, where he drinks the blue water. Yeah, all that. Well, yeah, but there's like the there's the part where like everyone's being poised. I forget. Like honestly, if you if you ask me, nineteen eighty four is a blur. What, what Dune is about? Yeah. I couldn't tell you what Dune is about, other than I guess the same thing Star Wars is about. No, I mean I can tell I can tell you the plot now, having seen the first half in a comprehensive. What's the plot way. of this movie? I just gave five out of five boys. I mean the the plot is that there's a rich house that gets given a, a rich planet that's also kind of a desert wasteland as a trap it, it, because you know there's an emperor who we don't see. The yeah, why the seeing, trap? You see the what what what? Why the trap? Because uh, he the emperor is both concerned about the power of the uh, House Harkonnen and the House of House Artrades. He can't do anything to House Artrades while they're on their home world where everybody's loyal to them. So he moves them to dune where they're vulnerable to an attack because they don't know the planet and their, their defenses will be like way less and also it, it'll it'll less it'll be like a kick in the ass to the harkonnens who have also been just because now they're richer than the emperor 
Uh, so it's, it's a way of taking them both down a peg, but also just getting rid of the House of Trade. This who's getting too powerful. And in this Dune, they don't actually say like what specific about the the, the power is. But uh, in the in 1984, they create the weirding modules where it's voice stuff. Voices are amplified by little wrist bracelets, and that that technology is what scares the emperor. Also, 1984 starts with the emperor talking to that weird worm creature thing. That's the actually a human that's evolved into that weird looking thing. That's one of the the heads of the uh, spacing guild. In this version, we don't meet the emperor. We don't meet this. We don't see the spacing guild, which is probably good because in '84. That's the villain. The Emperor's the villain, and the Spacing Guild guy's the villain. And Baron Harkonnen comes across as like a comic relief villain. Whereas in this one, Baron Harkonnen is actually scary. Stellan Skarsgård, fucking great performance. He's he's yeah. he's actually frightening. He's not goofy, even though he looks kind of similar, like fat and looks like a big maggot, basically. Um, so, so like that stuff, like that, that makes more sense. So like he's the villain of this movie. He'll get dispatched when he gets killed. And I guess we'll, I mean, they, they haven't cast the emperor yet, but I guess we'll meet the emperor in the next one. Yeah. That was something I, so having saw 84 before this, uh, recently. Yeah. That was something I was interested in. I was like, Oh my God, we haven't seen the emperor yet. Like that's weird. And I kept thinking to myself, well, we're going to see him by the end of the movie and it's probably a major casting. And then he didn't. We didn't. And then I thought, no. are we going to see the Sting character also by this end of this movie? And we didn't. And then I was like, okay, so they're stunt they casting just, those well, for no, the next they film? Just, no, no. I think the Sting character, because in the 1984 version, he's got uh, Baron Harkonnen as two nephews. One of right. them Sting and one of them's like some other guy. The other they just one co- is, um, is, uh, is, is... Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista, one. yeah. But they, they just combine the characters. It's just no, I, well, Well, maybe, maybe. But apparently the rumor has it that uh, what's his name Barry Keoghan or whatever the fuck from Dunkirk and Eternals has been cast as um, Fade Routha Hark. Oh really? So okay. he might be. Uh, he was fantastic also in uh, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I would say that's his best role out of all the ones I just mentioned. You I haven't seen. You haven't seen Eternals yet. Uh, Eternal uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer is better. Killing of a Sacred Deer is a fucking amazing movie. I'm not um, watching that, dude. I, I watch Lobster. I watch The Favorite. I ain't watching no beautiful, more of his Beautiful, beautiful uh, analogy. Uh, For capitalism, I'm Conversation sure. on um, cancer and yeah. the destruction cancer can bring not only to the, uh, you know, patient, but also to the family. Well... In terms of analogies, one thing I th- thought was interesting is I've read that uh, Frank Herbert, the Harkonnens represent like the Soviets, and I'm like, that's interesting. I'd like, to, I'm, I mean, they didn't they didn't play that up in this version, obviously, because now communism's great and and you know we're building back better, uh, so they didn't really play that up in this. But it was like interesting to see a movie that wasn't against capitalism. Uh, the, the movie isn't particularly woke because you know how could it be? Because it's adapting a novel from 1955, but. Uh, I mean, I guess the only woke thing is this, is that they recast the, uh, uh, what's the guy from uh, The Exorcist? Uh, 65. Uh, 65, yeah, well, whatever. Still, wokeness wasn't invented in 65. What's the guy from The Exorcist, the old, old priest? Uh, he plays the, he plays the, the like the... the Max go- von Sydow? Max von Sydow, yeah. He, he plays the go-between guy uh, the doctor and, and now it's a black woman this one outside of that ginger swap 
There I really liked wasn't her. Any. I thought she was I thought, fine. Uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster was fucking fantastic. And I even said at one point to my wife, I said, I love her in this role. She's fine. And I think she's great in this. And I was like, I would, I'm more interested in her now as an actress. And I wanted to kind of see more, more films. She Everyone was, in this movie gave her a die go- even. She did the Obi-Wan Kenobi move and sacrificed yeah, herself. Yeah, and I don't, like, I, I was like, uh, you know, rewatching it, like, oh, is Max on Sido in this one? That's that's interesting when I was rewatching 84s. And I'm like... Did he die? What happened to him? We never. I, the, the, if we saw it, it probably happened so fucking quickly because so everything mm-hmm. happens so fucking quickly in '84. I mean, there's just one fucking line. Virginia Madison plays, of course, the emperor's daughter. She gives the opening yeah, the exposition the fuck, yeah. just because she's really hot and, mm-hmm. and very pretty to look at. Um, and it's like uh, her character is obviously not even in this version, but she like her. She doesn't give any voiceover, and then like. 95 minutes in the movie her voiceover comes back and she's like and for the next two standard years Paul fought the Harkonnens it's like yeah. two years just passed dude act three started that's what act three started like that's gonna be a five minute montage in the next one there's definitely enough material for another movie uh, I mean I the, guess the fucking little girl uh, with the blue eyes the you know the sister c- comes in it's all yep. of a sudden she's like when the fuck did that happen like when, when did that come about so she's like because of that whatever it is that shit that's like poison or whatever the fuck that's like released across the land it like forces his mom to like give birth right away oh the water of life and then yeah and then and then it's like immediately the daughter is grown older and given full adult powers she has all the knowledge of all the Bene Gesserits oh yeah dude she goes to the emperor and just rocks the shit out of him it's but like yeah but like in that version it's like who the fuck is this character by the way, that's Alicia Witt, I learned. Yeah, I, oh my God, that blew my wife away. And, and I was like, wait yeah. a minute, is that... I remember her on like the late 90s, early Sybil. 2000s as being... Yeah, this chick from Sybil. She's also in one episode of Sopranos where she shows a lot of side tit. She was fucking super hot, uh, redhead. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like, what? Like, this is just so... In the movie, it makes no fucking sense. Like, because you, you don't know where she comes from. There's a scene of her being born that's like way too graphic. Uh, yeah, and bloody. And bloody. It's just like yeah. it, it, that. that uh, it's Lynch, baby. 84s is a mess, but it, at least this version now proves that the story can be told in a way that's comprehensible. Because I was never confused watching this. I under, dude, I followed what was happening. It's still, to me, it's the balls on Denis to be like, yeah, dude, I'm leaving this movie on the biggest, sec- like, middle of second act fucking storyline possible like it is literally like well no i mean this like movie this movie like, you wanted so fucking much more and if you don't get it fuck you i can't believe he did that i, I can't believe he did that i mean this movie let's face facts this movie should if they're gonna do two movies they should have filmed them back to back they really should have so so we could okay so, this is exactly why so i just watched halloween kills and like halloween kills and 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 like matched up with like halloween and halloween 2018 like that like I get it that Halloween Kills going into is going to go into Halloween Ends, and I literally yeah. said to my wife when I finished, I said, I or the next day when I talked to her about it, I was like, I was like, you know, she's like, how was the movie? I was like, I was like, you know, it's one of those movies that like I think it's going to be like a really good second act, but you do need to see like the third act to like really appreciate it. But it, but here's the thing about Halloween Kills, it actually ends on a third act. Yeah, it doesn't leave you wanting a third act and not give it to you. It gives you a third act for its own story, like Star Wars does, right? Star Wars is a first act, and then it has at least three acts of a story at least there 
uh, to go even further, when I saw Lord of the Rings yeah, that's, trailer, that's the teaser trailer in theaters, and I was like, oh my god, there's a teaser trailer for this Lord of the Rings film, and it's telling me there's going to be a Fellowship of the Ring in 2001 December, in 2002 December, The Two Towers, in 2003 December, Return of the King. Yeah. Where I met my, my, my future wife. And, my and, future and, wife. My future wife. And so I, when I saw that teaser, I went, oh, okay. So when Fellowship She's ended. She's beautiful. She was, I was one of those. Wife. <laughs> I was one of those friends that told the other friends that, oh, no, no, don't worry. This movie has two more movies. And they went, oh, okay. Fellowship of the Ring because it ended like with Frodo and Sam just walking away. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. It's two more movies. And they were like, good, good, good. But with this movie, Dune Part 1, it ended and I didn't go, oh, don't worry. We're going to see where Sam and Frodo go. It was yeah, one of those things. I, I'm like, I, I remember I after that movie, though, having conversations with people who were like, they didn't even throw the ring in the volcano. And I'm like, well, there's two more movies. Like, two more I movies. didn't know that. The teaser told you, though. But here's the thing. Even though those people didn't know, cinephiles like you, you and myself knew we, yes. we were getting more movies. The teaser trailer to Dune was never like, Dune Part 1 coming 2020 and Dune Part 2 coming 2022, it, which it would have been because before pandemic. It wasn't that. It was like, Dune yeah. coming 2020. It, that's it. Well, that's the problem is, is, is that, yeah, I mean, it, they, they needed to tell people before this movie was released, we're making another one because it's we yeah, not satisfying another. ending. Don't which worry. Is what, which is what uh, the, the other ones did. So we've talked a lot now, I would say, about our concerns about it not being a two-parter before it was a greenlit two-part. Um, we've had concerns um, about 1984 and the adaptation of this film. And I think it's time maybe to get into actually Dune. But while we're since we're we already talking this, about Dune, <laughs> well, no, but like really talking about the movie a little bit more and kind of going over all of it. Okay. But um, since we are talking about the end of Dune, uh, essentially moving on, what could be Dune? Denis has said that he wants to do not only Dune Part Two to finally adapt the end of Dune, but the actual Dune. book. But he wants to also do Dune Messiah, huh. and make that a trilogy, and then end it there. And he himself has said it would be very difficult to do the rest of the Dune franchise because it gets way too psychedelic, something like that. Yeah, children And kind of to reference what you were talking about earlier about the, whatever it was, the the, the business space, business worm guy. Apparently there are characters like that in Dune later where they kind of become sandworm he's from Dune. He's from the second book, I think. Well, but they become, yeah, they, they're they exactly, like after Dune Messiah, apparently there are like more things like that. He's the head of the spacing you, guild. So I think Denis even understands that having human sandworm hybrids would be too tough. That's not what it is. Um, it's just a human who's evolved. Uh, no, no, to, no. To... There's other characters apparently like that. Oh, there maybe there are human sandworms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other characters yeah. after Messiah, he says, that are like that. Fucking Anyways, that, so whatever. Three acts. Give me that, you know, that, that gangsta grip. Gat, gat, gat. And, you know, I just say, give me Dune parts one, part two, and Dune Messiah. Let's get a trilogy. Let's see this whole thing. Do it. Oh. I, I want to see the whole thing, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And you can't, you can't be casting people like Josh Brolin, who we know Gurney ends up fighting in the battle. Like, he comes across, you know, randomly comes across Paul in the battlefield. And he's like, I thought you were dead. And yeah. Paul's all like, no, I'm alive. And he's like, well, let's do <laughs> Who it. Who was he fighting for? It was very confusing in 1984. It doesn't make... I don't know. Is he fighting I for the Arconans? Like, what do you... I, I, I couldn't tell if he was, like, 
fighting for the Imperial Army, or was he fighting for like Atreides still? Like, like it was some like rebellion for the House of Trades. It all happens so fast. The it worms attack quick. the city. He he fights Sting. He kill the, the little girl pulls the nipple plugs out of Baron Harkonnen. He flies into space it. and gets eaten by a worm. And then somehow something happens to the Emperor. We never even see like Virginia Madison narrates the movie. She never like does anything in the movie. No, nope. Because she <clears> is she is she, is she Michael Madsen's sister? That's right. Yeah. I do not know. I, I do so. not know. Um. Okay. So. Let's get Weird into family. a little bit more here. Dune! Of Dune. Um, I want to say uh, Hans Zimmer crushed it with a I great score. I thought his score was a little much at times, but he was also no, quite wait, wait, good Wait, wait, wait. Do you times. mean the... Uh, yes. Like, it got way too intense at times, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like I was like, is Wonder Woman attacking right now? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was like a different... It was a it was different, a different voice, but yeah, it was, it was yeah. a similar, like... The, the choir I didn't mind, it was the one voice that was vocalizing at times that was a little too intense but when it was like a group of people singing and you know and harmonizing i thought that was great he uses actually. bagpipes too the worst sounding instrument it's like i'm gonna well use yeah but then they actually made the, the bagpipes diegetic by having like somebody walk out with bagpipes and then like well they come back and during the during the final the big battle of this movie uh, but there's, there's no a, scottish kill i i you can't do bagpipes without a scottish kill i don't i don't really understand like Stand how there's bagpipes and there's bullfighting. I mean, I guess it's like it's like ten thousand. It's like eight thousand years in the future, right? But it's yeah. It's ten thousand one ninety one. The world building threw me off quite a bit because just just but, like oh, I loved it. I well, loved well, it. It was like, the, it was like traditional. It's like the old school shits come back. There's great houses and stuff. And I'll say that the, but I'll get old the house sci-fi, right? Orbs, yes. Orb, plan, uh, orb spaceships and shit. Well, it, it, yeah, the old ways come back with the, the great houses and emperors and stuff like that. Imperialism, mm. that, that's come back, but it, now there's spaceships. Feudalism. Here's, here's, here's my question. Um, human beings have spread through all these planets, and there's all these planets and stuff. One of the things is, like, spice is important because without spice, this is said in the, the new one as well as the 1984 one, without spice, travel, interstellar travel is impossible. So how do they get to Dune to get the spice? They came across it without interstellar travel. How? It's only on Dune. Just, just normal stellar travel. That's No, interstellar means between two stars. You don't get it is the problem. So you don't have an answer for my question, do you? Oh, I got an answer. Shut so up. <laughs> the, yeah, it's shut up, bitch. No, it's it, the spice is what works those worm tunnels. Yeah. They have those wormholes, right? Folding space. And, right. But you don't, that's not what powers the ship to fly around in space. But the line is without spice, interstellar travel is impossible. So, that's how'd you get you to Dune to find the spice the in the first place? The worm tunnels, the wormholes. Yeah. That's the interstellar part. No, interstellar because, is being traveled between two stars. The rocket's on a ship. No, the rocket's on a ship. It's just stellar travel, baby. No, that's still interstellar travel. The rocket's no, taking from one star to another. Your, your rockets can't get you're, interstellar. You're doing a thing. You're doing a No. no <laughs> you the cut that out. Go you cut that out. Interstellar. No, don't you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you back. I'll shoot you back. I'll shoot you. Uh, no. The, I'll shoot you again. Bang. When you're traveling Alex, planet dead. to planet. Oh, I better pack planetary. my cars and flee, flee the state of New Mexico. He did that, by the way. <laughs> No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. There's like, like paparazzi photos of him packing his car, being angry. Oh my god! He fled the state. 
I thought I saw I thought I saw a photo of Alec Baldwin puking too, like TMZ like release or some shit, and into like a gutter or something. Here's another thing I understand: Are Fremen's humans are from like uh, who have been there for a yeah. long time? They are. Yeah. Okay. This is what I took it. So so okay. So Caledon is the homeworld of House Atreides. Yeah. Dighty Prime is the homeworld of House Harkonnen. These are all human beings, though, right? Right. And Arrakis was the homeworld of House of Sandworms, but. The Samworn people got overrun by the 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 Harkonnen and then whoever came before the Harkonnen, maybe even I don't even know. See, they're, they're lucky. Assuming... They're lucky that this version comes after Game of Thrones because when I watched the 1984 version, like the late 90s as a teenager, I was like, "House? What the fuck is a house?" Like, what I are you talking about? The 1984 one has a PowerPoint presentation at the beginning of it that tells you everything you need yeah, to know. Yeah, but they just say like, "This is the homeworld of House Atreides. This is the homeworld of House Harkonnens," and it's like, "What's a house?" Yeah, you mean, what do you mean you don't know what a house is? I didn't oh know my god! Because I didn't grow up in a fucking feudal like yeah, 12th see, century. I, I was educated in California schools, and we learned about feudalism, so I knew what houses were. When yeah, I, like, yeah, because you're yeah, you have them here. We don't have them in Texas. You have House Pelosi. <laughs> exactly, House Newsom. Plus <laughs> Pelosi, she, he's just, he's house part of Pusamonte, House Pusamonte. He's House Garcetti. He's House. He's part of House Pelosi. Newsom is. He's our like nephew. House Brown. Uh, no, but right now, House of Trump is defeated and lying low. Obviously, House Obama is really in charge using the weak and frail uh, House Biden, who's, you know, mostly geriatric men and drug addicts. And the only sorry, noble member of House Biden is dead. Uh, he's just using them as a puppet house. Don't forget what he said to Colbert. I, know. I think we've talked about that in the past. Don't oh, forget it. He's like, he's like, if I could just have a puppet. You mean you mean if I could just put somebody in there and, and kind of you know cheat the system and do a third term while I could be in my PJs with Joe Biden? Who is spending $50,000 on Hunter Biden's paintings? This should be a matter of national interest. It's like mostly Obama's, allegedly. Well, it's Obama's. I mean, it's, it's somebody. It's not Obama. Why would Obama funnel money to he his own them. puppet? Maybe they're amazing to him. Maybe he's like, dude, the flowers, they're so peaceful. They help, they help me stop smoking cigarettes. I wish I could have a, a bush painting of one of them dogs. He dude, makes, he I, makes dogs. I want a Hunter Biden painting. I guarantee you, if tweet you it, smoke tweet it bush. a Hunter picture, Biden painting, your you dog. get high as fuck. Paint my dog. Take my dog. Paint it. Paint it. No, That'd don't take it. Cool. Just paint it. I want him to paint my dogs. Paint the dog. I mean, baby. any pa painting that Hunter Biden does, your dog won't look like a dog. It'll just be squiggles, and it'll be made of drugs. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get fucking high on it, then. Smoke that shit. You don't take a Hunter Biden po painting and put that shit up in your fucking living room. You put that shit right away in your pipe because it was just a, a money laundering scheme. You, oh, what, what was it? What was the thing where they figured out how to like move coke? They put coke in like dolls. Or not dolls, but they like turned them into something like some kind of like. Oh, it was some well, they movie put it where in they gasoline. No, where that's, they put it, they made both, it into like some kind of porcelain in license doll. to kill and in. Uh, uh, oh, what what is it? Uh, what, it's in another movie. Is it Tango put, and Cash? No, no, no. I'm thinking maybe Dragnet or something. What movie was it where they made them into porcelain? No, dolls Tango and, and Cash. It was just in oil tankers. It wasn't or gasoline tankers. It wasn't like mixed with the gasoline because it just it spills out pure, and then uh, Stallone like tastes it. 
But no, they actually mix it with gasoline. No, the doll. There's a movie where like, yeah, the dolls are dissolved and they become pure yeah. cocaine. What movie is that? Yeah, and they're like in uh, plastic Jesus cocaine. What? This doesn't seem to be the right movie. This isn't it. Uh, I remember this, this too. I remember thing. a doll, like a teddy bear, being dissolved and it something becomes was dissolved cat. in water, and they're like cocaine, it's pure cocaine. Is that in like a Naked Gun movie? <laughs> I feel like yeah. Okay, we were both thinking Naked Gun. Okay, good because I was thinking Naked Gun too. What the fuck is it? I'm typing in Naked Gun. See, I can't remember if it's an actual '80s movie or a parody of an '80s movie action movie. It might but be a Tango and Cash, actually. Right? They took they took like clay. They like they were importing like uh, not clay, but like porcelain white fucking things, white statues or something. Yeah, I remember right? like a stuffed animal teddy bear being dissolved and it becomes cocaine. Oh no, it was not stuffed. I remember it being like no, a white I'm, I don't remember. I think this is in Tango and Cash, but I don't remember. Oh my god, I have Tango and Cash. Should I just scroll through the fucking movie? Real quick? Yeah. Should I just scroll through the entire movie Tango and Cash real fast? I don't think it's that. God, what was it? Maybe it's a naked gun. Yeah, it can't be Tango and Cash because I know it too well, and and I don't remember that moment in Tango and Cash. But yeah, someone like dumps it in some fucking water and then like it dissolves. God damn it, Cool Boy Nation! You got a Reddit? Help me on this, anybody? Please, if you know what the fuck we're talking about, there's definitely some movie. I'm gonna figure this out by next week, and I'm gonna get back to you. Unfortunately, there's actually, a, I mean, if you search for Google cocaine teddy bear, you just get all these actual, like, I know, teddy bears it's, with it's, that's what I'm it. thinking. And then, meanwhile, I'm getting, like, horrible Google searches, you know, attached to my IP. Like, how do I hide cocaine in dolls or something? Yeah, no, exactly. That's the problem. How do I make yeah. a teddy bear cocaine? <laughs> yeah, dissolve cocaine in water, porcelain statue, not get caught by FBI. You know, <laughs> like, yes, there's DA. also a problem of a lot of actual bears that have gotten high on cocaine. Oh, that's not good. That's sad. I'll, 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 I'll never remember where this came from. Cocaine. Now I got to rewatch the, all the Naked Gun movies and Tango doll and Cash. Movie. Cocaine made doll movie. Oh, shit. Is this it? Wait, projections, traffic. Was it traffic? Was it in the It movie? is in Tra traffic. It is it in is traffic. traffic. It's it is traffic. in traffic. Yes, it's in traffic. It's traffic. Yes, thank you. Yes. It's not even a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's not a funny scene either. <laughs> no, it's not a funny scene. That's right. That's what they did. That's right. Yeah, because like she, it's a, uh, it's a uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. She has the bear, and he's yeah, like, she is, takes is over the cocaine her, her bear? husband's like, empire. The bear yeah. is cocaine, bitch, and it dissolves. Oh, great. So happy we, we solved that. Yeah. In this Dune episode. <laughs> Traffic. Great movie. By the way, Traffic has three acts, and I would say it's a better film than Dune. I don't... Traffic... I, I don't mind it, but I don't think it's anywhere near as great as people say it is. I'm looking at Charlotte Rampling nude, by the way. She's done a lot of nudity. Oh, my God. She got nude all the time back in the day. She was hot, man. She was. So, Charlotte Rampling is uh, Gaius Helen Mohame, who I literally thought was Helen Mirren at, at first. And then my wife was like, no, it's that other actress. And I was like, oh, yeah, the woman from fucking Red Sparrow. And she's in some other shit I've randomly seen. But uh, she plays, like, you know, the, the Reverend Mother of the Bene Gesserit or whatever, the Bene Jesuits. Yeah. Uh, and the Emperor's, like, truthsayer. And she's the one that does the pain box or whatever the fuck. And, like... This 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 moment wasn't as impactful, but it was like one of those characters. Like I, I know we see her again in the next movie, so here she comes in the next movie. Just more setup along with Josh. You just Gold got her naked. More... Look at that. Oh yeah, beautiful, Fucking, gorgeous. Yeah. Oof. 
Yeah, she's the type of she's like a Helen Mirren type. I fuck her actress. now. I fuck her now. Still, I'm just saying. I'm looking at her oh, now. Sure. I still fuck her now. Wait, but in the scene in Red Sparrow when she's there and she's telling you know Jennifer Lawrence to get naked, would you take her over to J Law or J-Law no? I would fuck J Law, of course. I'm okay, not, good. I'm not insane, but I mean that that said, like you, you know, just seem really horny. This is our this is our twenties, like sixteen. This is pretty, 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 pretty still good. Oh yeah, no killer bod still. Yeah, her face is going, but killer bod. Tits don't crack. They just sag. Tits don't crack. That's, I love that. I've always said that when I was in the playgrounds. Um, as an older man. <laughs> um, all right, so hey, you're not supposed to be is... here. Get out. Boom, boom. Pay, I'm not allowed around playgrounds. Honestly, they don't let me go near playgrounds anymore. Schools. You have, um, you have two kids. I'm sure you're allowed to go to the playground. No, there's laws against me there. Bam, 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 bam. guns. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't go to Chuck E. Cheese if you don't have fucking kids with you. And it's just like, I can see you showing up to Chuck E. Cheese with your two kids and, the, and this being like, we, we're still going to exercise our discretion. <laughs> oh, dude. I literally am shocked at sometimes how they're like, like, yeah, we don't let you in places without a kid for a children's place. And like, dude, I go in there all the time. Like, no one stops me. It's like crazy. I'm Didn't like, you say you had a? It was like a discovery. Like, yeah, a, I went a, to a discovery museum. Discovery, with discovery museum, and I ran in with an empty stroller because we left the stroller back in the car. So I ran back to the car to get it. My whole family's in there, and I just run through with an empty stroller. All, and like, dude, all, I could have filled that thing up with so many sweaty. kids. Run right back to the car. All, all sweaty, just out of breath. <laughs> I'm here for know. discovery magic. <sighs> My wife and I have conversations all the time in public where it's like when we have to deal with the kids, I literally have to be like, you got to go deal with it. I I look like the type of person that would take these kids, <laughs> you know, and run and run to the fucking woods or some shit or the field. Like you, you got to go talk to them or deal with it, whatever it is. That is my wife is always the one that has to go because I look, I look like the person. I'm a I'm a I'm a loving teddy little bear. Yeah, but like, but I look like this <laughs> big look, old. You look like the teddy bear that would dissolve into cocaine. Yeah, exactly. And they they look at me and they just go, uh, uh-uh. uh, CPS. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> CPS. This is not this kid's father. Hey, you should, never, no, you should never joke about calling CPS on a parent. <laughs> that is totally inappropriate. I've I've definitely gotten jokes. Reference to someone. Jokes. Jokes. All right. Um, House Atreides. Who was your favorite member? Rebecca fucking Ferguson. Are you kidding me? I want to fuck her so bad. Lady Jessica. Lady Jessica. I want to fuck her. She is 38. She looks fucking great. Um... Way too young to have a 25-year-old son, but whatever. Yeah, I could not help but watch this movie thinking, oh, Rebecca and Timothy, they for sure fucked on set. They were fucking on the Batmobile, if you know what I mean. Like, they were fucking on the Denis Villeneuve mobile. (laughs) Fucking on the one... one, Yeah, they fucked on the hood of one of those... uh, Those, like, wasp fucking ships things. Yeah, exactly. Dude, those things were sick. Okay, remember we were talking about during the Whaling episodes? Um, I think I was saying like I saw like a, a fucking you know insect in the backyard and watched it fly around and I was like you know knows how like it just zipped and zapped and the way people describe UAPs and I was like you know what country probably locked down fucking grasshopper or not grasshopper I'm sorry uh, dragonfly technology and then yeah these things look like dragonflies yeah. in this movie and I'm thinking to myself like exactly like yeah I'm glad someone else saw the dragonfly and went yeah why aren't we have more dragonfly things because you've seen the ship isn't original in Dune. Um, oh, it's, it's like it, a I can't recall what other film I've clearly seen this exact same design in, but it looked great. It was nice to see it in it. And even though it, it hasn't been 
you know, it's not original. It's nice. It's still a breath of fresh air. There's ships that look like insects in the Chronicle of Riddick. I remember some kind of yeah. I can't remember what it was. But I remember a few not a good movie. Franchises with um, dude, Chronicle of Riddick is awesome. I fucking love it. I Riddick and Riddick's all right. Pitch Black's fucking, the best one. Pitch Black's the best one. I thought Chronicle of Riddick was awesome. I loved Chronicle of Riddick. Fair enough. I love. I haven't seen Chronicle Riddick. Of Riddick. I haven't seen. Oh, Riddick. five out of five boys. Chronicle of Riddick for me. No, no. I Chronicle. Of, I've Break. seen Chronicle of Riddick. Uh, I, I've not seen Riddick the third one. Dude, the Prison Break in Chronicle of Riddick is an incredible. I've always said I love moments in film when they just stop a movie. I mean, it's a bold always, movie to not do a just another Pitch Black, which is, I guess, what the third one, Riddick. Right, is. but they stopped this movie to do a prison film in the middle of this movie at the end, like in the middle of the second act of this film. It's crazy in Chronicle Riddick. They're like, yeah, we're doing the movie Fortress all of a sudden for no reason. Let's rewatch that movie. What? We're doing the movie Fortress right now. He's trapped in a fucking prison. What the hell's going on in this movie? Riddick, let's get back to the who's your favorite house. And then after he gets out of the prison, he breaks out of the prison. He's on a planet where the sun is too hot, so he has to run in the shadows. It's fucking great. I love Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick, not as good. Let's. I mean, there are Dune aesthetics in Chronicles of Riddick, so it's not too inappropriate to mention it. They're similar. Dune is everywhere. It's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, everyone's borrowing from Dune. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, the voice? Uh, more like the force. <laughs> Rip right. that yeah, off. Star Wars and it's is like, borrowing from Dune. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, like, the, the, the voice is basically just the force. Except you have to train to learn to use it. Unlike the force, where if you're a girl, you can just use it as soon as you realize you have it. And you can when you mind trick periods. Daniel Craig. Yeah. When, when you have a menstrual cycle, you actually get a stronger force. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to get trained until bafflingly the third movie, and then you're just being trained by by reused Carrie Fisher footage, where 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 you go like, I don't know if I'm getting it, and and, and then Carrie Fisher goes, Oh Ray, and it's like, okay, that's it. do you have any more to say? <laughs> nope, that's that, that's the dead. same movie that. That's the same movie where they go, somehow the Emperor's return. Speaking of, that actor's in Dune, isn't he? The guy who says, the Emperor's back somehow, now has to say, mm-hmm. I got a poison tooth somehow. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, you know, I enjoyed the way it was done in uh, Lynch's, I think, more, because in Lynch's, it was grotesque. His face starts to deteriorate and like dissolve yeah. because of the poison. Well, at least in this one, it, like it, it he's the, naked. Like, yeah, you, well, he's naked, but also you find out like when 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 you find out Baron Cronin survived, he's like her, curled up in a ball on the ceiling. Whereas in the '84 one, like people come in and he's just like, "I'm alive!" And he starts dancing. <laughs> it's like weird. So let's talk about that for a second. Not the '84 one, just the 2021 one. When 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 uh, the the attempt uh, on uh, Baron uh, Vladimir Harkonnen's life that is foiled. Um, that literally uh, Duke Leto Atreides attempted. Uh, so in in the 2021 one, in 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 context of a three act storyline in which we don't have one and a half acts yet. We only yeah. got the first one and a half acts. Um, that scene would be seen as a as a tragedy, right? You'd be like, oh, the dad died and the character survived. Uh, the bad guy survived bad guy anyways. Survived, yeah. And unfortunately, the dad had to die anyways. But we're going to overpower that moment with our third act, right? We're going to have the character have resolution for the you know, revenge or the avenge of, of their father's death. Anyways, okay, right? That's the way you think about it. But now having finished Dune Part 1, that scene in which... Uh, the Duke takes out the Baron is more of a win. 
It's it's like it like kind of where it's placed in the story. Well, the last line. time you see the bearer, and he's like in the goo, recovering still. It's so. like a it's a it's actually like it's it's a, it's a triumph. It's not a tragedy. Well, it would be it would be a triumph if he actually killed the baron. But we they make it, it clear he still, still survives. Like in the context of the narrative of the story and and the three quote unquote acts we have in this Dune Part One. Yeah. It's placed as a as a triumphant moment, which I thought was like so weird because when I saw it in the movie, I was like, yeah, this is a tragedy still. But like the way it should be used in the way it's a three act story, you're like, oh, that. I mean, they could have kept it, like they, they could have kept the reveal that the Baron's still alive until the next one. It, the, like he doesn't that really too. do anything in this movie after he gets almost killed, so that would have worked. I mean, I mean, yeah, I graded. You know, obviously the next the next movie will reuse this. Will will we'll, like bring back the characters, but like they didn't. They cast Dave Batista in Zendaya, and they don't do anything in this movie. Right. Oh, and wasn't that the whole thing? This movie was like racist before it even came out because it was all like white. White saver? Yeah, white saver. Because all the, the Fremen are ethnic uh, and all the House Atreides people are, are white, except the doctor, but I guess he's not part of actually Atreides. He's like a souk. Well, and then there's or Stephen McKinley or whatever it is. Henderson, right? He's the mentat of House Atreides, and, so he, and he's not white. Yeah, he's in... Uh, Jason Momoa. He's some, a Samoan or yeah, whatever, right? That, that actor is uh, in... Uh, uh, the oh, no, I can't remember the fucking name of the, the who, which guy, the fucking show, the the, the Mentant. He's in the uh, the guy did Ex Machina, uh, his uh, Hulu series. Devs, devs, yeah, he's in that, and I was like, oh, that's good. Devs good. Movie. I heard it was good. I enjoyed it, but it's it's also it's it's core concept is kind of stupid, and I don't. But never really accepted it as a whole. He was a he was a Ghostbusters police officer in the 1984 Ghostbusters film. So when when really? when Dune what? was coming out in 1984, Stephen McKinley Henderson was playing police officer in Ghostbusters. Well, he's like an albino black guy, right? He's a good looking guy. I mean, he's he's he's, he's good in this movie. Uh, he's good. He in looks devs. like a, like an Ewok to me, which I love. It's like a human Ewok. He looks like a human. Um, oh, it's got the human real fast. There's a part where the Bene Jesuit Reverend Mother. She's talking to Timothy Chalamet. He's like, "You did well, human." And I'm like, "Is this bitch not human? Isn't she human too?" Like, what? the human shit confused me. Like, I, I, I to this day, I still don't know. I mean, I guess I, they, I do know, but the, like, were the Fremens aliens native to Arrakis? Are they humans who came in like a thousand years before? Because we're like ten thousand years in the future. I guess the answer is they're humans. Are the Arconans humans? I guess the answer is yes, they're humans. Yeah, but I think they're just like manipulated. Yeah, they they they're just they're, they're kind of freaky. That's why they're they have white skin guess. and bald head. I don't uh, fucking know. Dorn would know Jezre- all this shit. What? Dorn would know all this. Are the Bene Gesserits Dorn? <laughs> are the Bene Jesuits humans? And if not, or if if they are, why does the Reverend Mother call Timothy Chalamet a human? Like my guess is that they see themselves as better, better than, than and therefore as higher beings and not human. Kind of like how the Dutch call everyone English, even though like we're American. Or, or no, no, oh, no, the. The uh, not the Dutch, the uh, the Amish, they call themselves Dutch, and they call all Americans English. You know, I did not know that. Well, I just know that from the movie Witness, which does oh. not have a scene where a teddy bear dissolves into cocaine. But does it have a sex scene? I thought it did, right? It does have a scene where uh, the hot chick, I forget remember who, the actress's name, uh, shows her t- side tit. Uh, to Wait, Harrison is Ford. that the movie someone gets banged on an arcade game or some shit? No, that's that's the Jodie Foster movie where she gets raped, the accused. Oh, she gets raped on the different movie than Witness. Where? How do I know about that? I've never seen it. 
Because it's 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 South Park. Uh, yes. Isn't that where they they bang Spielberg bangs Lucas or Lucas bangs Spielberg? Yeah, yeah, that, the fucking Spielberg Lucas thing. Yeah, that's a. Are they bang? They, 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 they do it? the they no they bang Indiana, Indiana? Jones in Kyle's dream. In in, uh, in that episode, I've never seen Accused, but I obviously knew what it was when I saw it in South Park. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that movie." Yeah, it's a rape movie. Uh, I have not seen great movie. Great not, movie. I haven't seen the movie though, <laughs> but I also am aware of the scene you're describing. What do you think of Chang Chen's uh, portrayal of Doctor Wellington Yu, uh, uh, the um, the suck doctor in the the, in the employee of House of Trades? Is it pronounced suck? I don't know. You, we, Suk. Yeah, I think it's Suk. Um, Dude, I don't know how any of this is pronounced. By the way, I was watching this movie, and they were speaking, quote-unquote, English. And I was like, I should probably have subtitles on, because I'm missing every other word here. Five I out of five I, I followed the plot and understood the dialogue. I mean, it, look, this is the credit of George Lucas. He knew, okay, I, I need words like the force, light, saber, you know? Yes. You, know you hear lightsaber, you go, oh, sabers are swords, and light's light. So I get like, oh, it's like that. I mean, in the original script, they were just called laser swords, and it wasn't until they were filming that they came up with the idea of the word lightsaber. This is why the scripts always say laser swords, and then Ryan Johnson ruined that by having uh, Luke Skywalker actually refer to it as a laser sword, which is something he should, never should have done. Uh, but in this one, like, no, it, 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 it's like the Yom Gabar was like the name. Like all the all the name all the all the names are weird. Can't just call them the fucking oh the. The desert worms. No, they they have their own fucking word. I don't remember what it is, but it's gibberish. Worms. No, no, they call them. Yeah, they call them worms. They 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 have a fucking name that sounds vaguely Arabic, like all the words in here that are made up. They did say a name for the sandworms. I thought they may have, but I couldn't find anything in like Wikipedia or anything about the sandworms' names. Because yeah. I did thought they gave them a name, and then they were. And I thought they even spoke on one of them was like, did did they say that one of the sandworms was larger than on the others and was kind of like the god of the planet? Did they say that, or did I just completely like add that to my? It's to it's my the story? shy halud. Yeah, uh, I mean when the, when the 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 black chick doctor is like like I only serve one master. It, it's the shy halud, and then the because she's about to get killed, and then the worm eats her and the guys who are about to kill her. Okay, so they do see them as, like, gods of that planet or whatever yes. the fuck. They call them the makers. Dude, think about how terrestrial that sounds when you know about other planets and, and essentially a galactic federation, and you're all like, nah, dude, I serve only one maker, and that motherfucker's a sandworm on this planet. It's like, dude, that's a little terrestrial when you're working with an interstellar travel. I feel like it's a very... Ignorant. They way don't of mean thinking. God in like an interstellar sense or, or galactic sense. They mean like the God of this planet. I think the makers. I of this still planet. think that's a very well. I mean, you saw in 1984 terrestrial way of thinking. There's a the, the in 1984's dude. You know, which is you know, gets into the fucking second half of what will eventually be this dude when um, <clears throat> Paul drinks the blue liquid, the water of life, and has his Turns visions. His eyes. Baby. One of his things he realizes, and he says is like. The spice is the worms. The worms are the spice. Like, that's a big twist in the second movie is that the spice is being created by the worms. Yeah, well, you see that right in Dune 84, right? The, the worm spits the spice out of its fucking mouth all over the place. Yes. It's very phallic. Oh, dude, but by the way, the 1984 worms are, um, uh, are iconic. 
They are, you know, images that anyone looking at it could go immediately go, oh, yeah, that's the fucking worm from Dune. It's a sandworm or whatever the fuck. You would not get it mistaken with the sandworm from Beetlejuice. Get out of here, sandworm. <laughs> get out of here. Shoot that sandworm. Um, but these sandworms, I felt like had a huge task, an, up, uh, 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 an uphill task, uh, a Sisyphean task of, of concept design of, like, what could you do to be impactful and iconic? Because it has to be because it's a sandworm. Um, but not steal David Lynch's design straight up. Yeah, and they made. They I made, thought they did a good job. They with made the them like look. So yeah, like they're like torpedoes. They kind of have like a whale baleen kind of mouth going but on. It's teeth, right? But like, but the way they look, it almost looks like an eyeball, like an iris and a pupil. Yeah, I mean, I did like like the like the the. And I love they build the dunes. The right? rescue they, scene where they're rescuing the ship, uh, or the uh, the 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 spice harvester. Could have done without that scene, by the way. And you could have had more scenes in the movie without that scene. Yeah, well, then that scene's in 1984's Dune. It, is, it, it takes 90 seconds, whereas in this version, it's, it's like eight minute. It's like an eight-minute extended sequence. They don't sequence. play it out. No, that's in real time in this one. Yeah, they, it's in real time. And, and, and you know, there's all the uh, you know tension as you see the, the mound, like, forming. Whereas in the other one, it's just like, there's a worm coming. Uh, uh, the, we can't get out of here. All right, let's land. It's like, it happens on all, like, 90 seconds. So there's no tension or anything else. Oh. I thought that was a great scene. That, that's probably my standout scene of this dude, honestly, is is, is well, just make, the worms. The, the, that they, the way they ha- have them, like, shift Earth as yes, they Yes, they make the dunes. I love that they, their their wake is, like, new dunes in, on, in the desert. But they're the shark, right? Like, they're the new Jaws. They're the Bruce of this. Like, they're teased so well. Yeah. And then the final – and to see them, like – you know, callously want to eat this fucking, you know, uh, spice harvester or, or suck this, you know, one lady. Yeah. In, in, Which again, and, before and humans the, the came soldiers there, with her. what did the, what did the worms eat? Dude, they're eating people and they're eating the, the sand, I guess. The only thing, the only, because everything in this movie is plenty a human food. being, which I think it is. The only aliens we actually see are the sandworm the little mouse ear creature. They eat the mice. Yeah, that can't sustain the fucking four hundred meter you long don't worm. You know what kind of hives they come across. And then you see nests. like a you see like a giant ant like alien creature that's like a pet of the Harkonnens. Dude, they eat those all the time. They're so good. Well, no, that's not from that's from the how that's from the the but Harkonnens. Too many of them. They're like feral cats, probably, and they're all over the place. Some of the little little the little mice things. No, no, no. The uh, the the pets, the the Harkonnens. No, that's not those... that's not from Dune. I think that's from I, the, the Harkonnens. I get it. Planet. I'm saying they left them. They left them when they left, oh. and then there's they're feral, and the sandworms are eating. Getty Prime, it's called. Guidey or something. I thought whatever. Yeah. Guidey. Um. Uh. Yeah. The sandworm. I I loved how you saw them eating shit, right? And they were essentially these monsters, sharks, you know, under the sand surface. But and then that reveal at the end where it just stands up and it looks at Paul and like you're thinking like it's gonna eat him still maybe and then like you know the uh, Jamis or whatever like puts the thumper and it distracts it and then Jamis all like I saved him because I put the thumper in the sand is but, Jamis Harvey about him no no Jamis is the guy that dies oh okay. the, the Freeman that gets killed but um uh. But the reality is, you know what? Really oh yeah, my favorite actor, moment. Babs Olusokmurkan. Yeah, uh, that's the actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you see that scene with the sandworm, you're like looking at, it, you're like, you know, that sandworm, the god of that planet of planet Arrakis, you know, that sandworm is absolutely like mesmerized by Paul, like is looking at Paul. It's like I'm not gonna eat you, and I respect you, and there's something more to you, and I sense your aura or whatever, the, your voice, whatever. He's the, fuck. the prophesized twink. 
The yep, holiest he is. of freedom. So who would you rather let fuck you? Paul Atreides played by Kyle or Paul Atreides played by Timothy? Oh, Kyle McLaughlin. Are you kidding me? See, you oh, see, yeah, now, you, wait. You see his ass in Showgirls? He looks fucking tight. But yeah, but who would you fuck though now? Kyle McLaughlin. So you're fu- you're letting him fuck you and you're fucking him. Yes. Can we do a fun like, can we do a fun one like Sean Young or Zendaya? Now why do we have to fuck the Pauls? <laughs> oh dude, Paul's the best. So here's the way I look at it, right? If I'm getting fucked, I definitely want it to be Kyle. Yeah, you don't want to get fucked. Well, Timmy the Michelle man is not fucked. But he gets I will fucked. Have, I got no problem fucking Timothy. You know I, mean, I mean listen with the lights off, you wouldn't even really be able to I notice it wasn't him. a girl. It it's, might as well be a girl. It's just pink skin. It's it, it's just soft, fleshy skin. Yes, it's it. just pink, little pink skin. Barely a penis in the front. Pink ball skin. You're just slamming, slamming and slamming, babe. All right. Um, moving on from the from the hotness that is Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson. Oscar you gotta really Isaac pronounce is nude. that extra e with the uh, accent a goo over it. Timothy. Timothy. Os- Oscar Isaac gets naked and clearly showed dong in this because they had to digitally make his thigh larger oh, really? and go into the table in one shot. Oh, for sure. I was like, dude, they I'm like they added like inches to his thigh. It was so weird because clearly the shot was too risque for a PG-13. And it so, is baffling this movie is PG-13. The original is very this movie, R. This movie should have been R. There's no reason this movie... I'm not saying that the movie is an R movie. I'm saying just go the extra mile and make it R. It, there's no reason for this movie to be PG-13. You're not getting the teeny boppers and the TikTokers to see this film. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, we want the families to be able to see Dude. <laughs> yeah, bring the kids. Bring all the kids. This is a good one for the kids. They'll really appreciate it when the father bites down on his molar and releases poison in the air. Yeah. They'll they'll connect with that for sure and go right to Minecraft and build out a whole bunch of Dune paradises, their own Arrakises and Guidi Primes and Caladons and fucking what was that other planet in this? The Salusa Secundus, the Imperial well, Army planet? Yeah, uh, Imperial. Yes, there's... By the way... Yeah, in terms of planets, there's the pretty kind of Scotlandy planet. That's that's uh, Caledon. Ocean planet. They call it an ocean planet. There's the, the dark and gloomy kind of Geiger. Like a lava Gady planet. Prime. Arrakis is just like Nevada, basically. Desert planet. It's. I mean, yeah, a desert planet. It's like, so yep. So again, George Lucas clearly read the book and it was just like, oh, every, every, so it's, you just take a fucking place on Earth and say yep. it's a planet. You say it's a planet, right? Yeah, like Earth has all of these environments at the same time on one planet. So I totally yeah, caught George, on to that. Yeah, in the sci-fi and, world, it's just like, oh, one environment per planet, please. I, to- I I immediately thought the same thing. I was like, watching this film, I was like, oh yeah, they're really, like, like because in, in the 1984 film, it's like only Arrakis is the only planet you see from an exterior. Every other planet is there's an a, there's exterior shot. There's exteriors of Caladan that are just shots of Ireland. Oh, are they? I can't yeah, remember. Early on, so there are. Yeah. But it's not obvious of like what kind of planet it is, and then they make it more known like what Caladon is. They're like, oh yeah, this is like more of an ocean planet where like you know the majority of the planet is an ocean, not the whole planet is an ocean, but the majority of the planet is the ocean. But um, I, yeah, so I, th- I I liked that that, and I was like, oh okay, this clearly what George was inspired by, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I did think it was weird that this like one planet like of like a Seleucus Secundus, the Imperial Army planet. And I'm like, the Imperial Army is barely established in this film. No, yeah, they're it's not. It's not established in the 1984 film, like, at all, No, really. you might as well just be Harkonnens. Like, they don't really... It's so, like, so, like, 
it, it felt like this like loose tie I didn't ever need in this movie, or it needed to be better established. It's a Scandinavian throat singing. Dude, Icelandic for sure. Icelandic, whatever, yeah. That planet is Icelandic as all fuck. Like, how is that a talent? Anyone can do that. I can do that. I have no training. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Josh Brolin, Gurney, also Patrick Stewart, as you said earlier, with a mullet, a bald mullet. Who did you like more in the role? That's, that's, that's your army? It's your army. <laughs> Who did you like more in the role, Josh or Patrick? Patrick Stewart's the goat. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, Josh Brolin's fine. He's the second best Brolin. He's a great Thanos. Uh, but, you know, whatever. He's like, whatever. I liked him more because I felt like Patrick Stewart played it a little bit too Shakespearean. And it was also, I guess, just maybe more the uh, a sign of the times. I thought the special effects, obviously, for the Josh Brolin one is a lot better than the giant polygons surrounding you that are shielding you. What were they going to do bit... in 1984? They had the rotoscope. <laughs> Dude, I was shocked that in 1984 they were doing polygons surrounding characters, though, be honest. Yeah, it was, it's, it was impressive for the time. That was super you, impressive. Now you're like, I can't see anything. Oh, I got No, pee. but they did like a great like visual distortion, too, for the polygons, I thought. They did what they could, except they only used it once and then never used it again because it was too expensive. Whereas the shield <laughs> yeah. in this one come back a lot. So Josh Brolin will obviously be back in the next film. Uh, we know that from seeing 1984's Doom, uh, that uh, Patrick Stewart plays another role or plays a, an additional role to the end of the story, it seems like. He's not a really imperative role. He's not. He like, shows up and then he's rides he shows the worm up. later. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how they'll use... Josh I'm Bull's sure that, that 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 scene where he's like, "Oh, you're alive! Yes, now I'll fight with you." That'll be sense. like 20 minutes. Yeah, it'll be it'll it'll play better and it'll be better acted and have better music to it and story and timing. Um, but someone that will not be showing up in part two is Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho. I guess this not. Name, he's dead. This name sucks. This is the worst <laughs> name in the whole fucking movie. This is the one name where the fucking author was just like, I give up. I don't care. Duncan Idaho. Well, it's just like, why would Idaho be a word 10,000 years from now? I guess they're still in Idaho. Ancient Idaho times tells of the Idaho. <laughs> and, you know, they're named All the it. millennials are moving to Idaho. Um, so I didn't... Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like the name, and it kept throwing me off every time it was said, because like Boise's not many names are said in tomorrow. the movie. Paul has said a lot, a lot. Yeah, by Zendaya um, and Dreams a lot, too. Baron has <sighs> said a lot, but the only other name that's said a lot, I guess Jessica said a lot, too, but the only other name that's said a lot is Duncan Idaho, and it is very off I didn't like that his first it. scene, he, he runs, he's like, my boy, and gr like grabs Timothy Chalamet, yep. and then like 15 minutes later, he's like, sees him again it's only been like two weeks three weeks since he's seen him he's like my boy and he picks him up again it's like it's his boy you got, i'm telling you you're Timothy's way too excited a, to see timothy chalamet man dude i you come across timothy chalamet and every single too. time you see him you're squeezing him calling him you your boy my boy and you just pick him up my boy oh that's my boy lights off right timothy lights off baby timothy gets it he well he's a sword master what is he doing that movie he fucks an orange or a peach or something no, no, no. He, yeah, yeah. He fucks a peach baby and comes in it, and then Army comes over and eats the peach. And it's then eats so Timothy Chalamet. And everybody's like, why is Army Hammer eating people in this movie? We've talked about Call call Me By My Name all the time. And, like, I you. I've seen it. 
you won't see it, but I've seen Call Call Me all the time, and that movie is great. And I fucking think it's five out of five boys. And um, there, we've talked about in the past that when they did the uh, audition sequence, Army and Timothy were asked by uh, by uh, fucking uh, Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. And uh, Luca was like, I need to see you kiss. You kiss now. Make sure you guys couldn't be lovers. Army, and you, then... you look like you're eating him. <laughs> and he's like, and guess so what I do, bitch. They start kissing. And I'm like, nom, 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 nom. And Luca's all like, oh, I need some coffee. And he walks away. And he goes gets a coffee. And they're both making out. And then apparently they were so into the moment, they didn't even know Luca Guadagnino had walked away. Guadagnino. They were so busy kissing. Luca. They were kissy. Oh, kissy, kissy. All right. Well, well, you got anything else to talk about Dune? Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about Dune, baby. I would say that um, Jason Momoa's death in 1984's Dune, when he wasn't Jason Momoa, he was played by another actor that's a nobody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like a slow-moving bullet into his head. And then in this one, it was like a much better death. He dies fighting again, Jason Momoa. Uh this is, I think, our first time seeing a shaved Jason Momoa, right? Like, no, 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 Conan, baby. You shaved in that, um, and and we talked about a little bit about Conan last week because Marcus Nispel, the director of Conan the Barbarian remake, was oh. also the director of the movie we watched last week, Friday the Thirteenth. By the way, Dorn also told me he watched Friday the Thirteenth the remake because of uh, uh, our episode last week. So, Dorn, I hope you watched it with us. I hope not. <laughs> Ruin that yeah, you movie. didn't really want to talk about it. No, I didn't. I don't think it's that good of a movie. I don't think any of the Friday's 13 so, are good. It's so good. Uh, the fourth one's really good. All right, well, moving on to the House uh, Harkonnen. Um, we talked a little bit about Stellan Skarsgård's Baron Vladimir Harkonnen and how uh, grotesquely fat he is, but I have a question for you, Felk. I have a question for you, sir. Yeah. Um, is He's got, like, tumors all over his body. Definitely some of it is a bodysuit. Yeah, no, that's not Stellan Skarsgård. But do you think did. some of it was CGI? No, I think it was all practical. Stones, are, all Stones old school. Stones old school. Because there were moments I felt like maybe the neck to the shoulders felt like they may have done some CGI like like work to like clean it up or something or maybe get rid of a wrinkle. That was the thing too. I liked about this movie. Like obviously there was a lot of CGI in it, but um, it felt like there, like there, there was massive practical sets. And like from what I see from the making of, they built a lot of fucking big ass practical sets. So did they build any of those ships? I know they wouldn't have built any of them as full scale, but did they build any of those ships as a miniature? Or I don't any know. Of those ships I don't, I, I, as just like the opening. I don't know about the ships, uh, dude. Those, some of those ships, like especially the Imperial ships in the beginning, that are like essentially like the uh, big white egg. Yeah, they remind me of the white egg from uh, Guardians 2. Yeah, like that sure. that style is so awesome and I'm so happy that 60s 70s style of of sci-fi is is kind of come back cuz it's it, it looks great with today's special The whole effects. movie looks beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's it one does. of the best looking movies I've seen since like probably Blade Runner 2049, so But this wasn't um this wasn't uh what's his face from Blade Runner? Yeah, it was. This is Zack Snyder. Mean, no, 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 no. The, uh, no, 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 no. Roger Deakins. This wasn't Deakins. Yeah, this no. wasn't Roger Deakins. This no, was a uh, uh, Krieg Frazier. No, it's the guy. Who, yeah, did Arrival. Did he do Arrival? Yeah, in Solo, which is his cinematography for Solo is good, but it's wrong for a Star Wars movie. Not Solo, Rogue One. He did Rogue One. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he did Rogue One. He did Foxcatcher, Zero Dark Thirty, Killing Them Softly. Uh, okay. Snow White and the Huntsman. Did not do Arrival. Really I don't think. Um... But no, he, Jew Boy was his first movie. Jew Boy? Jew Boy, baby. 
Yeah. Uh, he also did Vice, and um, he did the Batman. Yeah, Rogue One was what I was thinking of. Because, like, yeah, Rogue One's cinematography is, is good, but it's not good for a Star Wars movie. Why does that movie look different than every other Star Wars movie? I always, I always assumed that was Gareth, but I, I see what you mean. It probably was somewhat Gareth. But like, I'm sure he had some yeah, of the... Solo movie. also looks wrong for a Star Wars movie, and that, that would not have been Ron Howard. That's that cinematographer. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave Bautista uh, was the nephew of Baron Harkonnen in this uh, Glossu Robin. Um, he, I guess, in the 1984 Dune, he's just beheaded off camera, yeah. like off screen. Yeah. They just like he's dead, and, he, and they're like, hey, "Here's his head." And the Emperor's like, "I got his head," you know. And you're like, "Oh, okay, you got his head. Yeah, I killed him. I got his head." And that's it. And, and it's kind of weird. Um, so we kind of know the fate, I guess, essentially of Dave Bautista's character. But he was the person, when I was watching this film and realizing this film was going to be two parts, I started to really see that, even though I didn't expect it to end where it did end. I, I started to tell that it was going to be two parts. I was like, oh, yeah, Dave Bautista, he's the antagonist of this film. And then the Emperor and Baron will be the antagonist of the next film. Okay, 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 I get No, it. the Baron's the antagonist of this We're, we're going to see – oh, yeah, but, but like, you know what I mean? But like, Dave Bautista is like Le Chief, right? Like, we're going we're gonna to see Dave Bautista get killed off in this film. Nope. Like, he didn't was, do much. I was shocked. What antagonist died in this film for the protagonist? Like, what antagonist was defeated? None. The black guy he fights at the end. He's not even an antagonist. No. He's like some random He's a good dude. guy, actually, for the most part. <laughs> He's like some nice guy. He's just some nice guy that's like, dude, I got to follow the rules of Fremen. No, no. The, 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 again, sad, not a satisfying... Uh, conclusion, but like, all right, we mentioned. We should mention one thing is that I mean, because there's a there's a poster walking distance for me of Dune, and uh, like I walk, I just walked past it not not after seeing the movie, and the poster just says Dune, and it has Zendaya's face on, it. and I'm like, yeah, it does. You're this is a lie poster. It's like the movie is not Dune. It's Dune Part One, and Zendaya's barely in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this movie was marketed poorly. This movie was marketed as a complete film, and it should have been marketed as a part one of two parts. It was a lie. It was a lie marketing. Well, that was discussed um, early on in uh, the filmmaking process. That it was it was discussions – oh, I'm sorry, in the marketing process. There were discussions, um, I remember, online of people saying, like, Zendaya's character, Zendaya's character, however she pronounces her name, um, is barely in this movie, and it's that it's, it's kind of, you know – a poor choice to say that she's in this film, market her as in this film because she's really not, and that they kept saying at that time, it was their way of saying also, don't worry, she will be a larger character moving forward into the next film. If we make it. And, and obviously that's the case, but you shouldn't have marketed her being in this film. You should have market, marketed Rebecca Ferguson and you should have, you know, marketed people like, you know, obviously they did Timothy, but they should have marketed people like Sharon Duncan Brewster, who dies by the by the end of this film with the sandworm, you know? Nobody like, knows who that is. That should have been, Oscar Isaac should have been a larger character for this fucking movie. Yeah, like, I mean, J yeah, Jason Momoa and Oscar Isaac are the Jason ones Momoa, that died. Jason for sure. Dave Bautista also, I feel like, because he was more of a villain in this film than, than Stellan was in the end. Didn't do anything. Regards. Stellan's got the dialogue. Yeah, Dave but Bautista Dave Bautista shows up in the, the army. That's doing all yeah, this shit. Yeah, I guess, but he doesn't. He doesn't like directly interact with any of the the, the heroes. No, and 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 he really the character doesn't really in the 1984 movie either, which is kind of funny. Well, I I assume that they were just combining his character and Sting's character into one character, so that Timothy fights uh, Dave Bautista in the, in the next one at the end. 
something will happen because I mean we'll have to see what happens to I don't know how they'll make that visually like (laughs) how you'll sell that Timothy Chalamet can defeat Dave Batista in a knife fight but but Timothy Chalamet defeats Barry Keoghan easy I can see that I don't know what a Barry Keoghan is look him up look up Barry Keoghan he's the guy from Dunkirk that dies he's the kid that dies spoiler for Dunkirk check out our Dunkirk spoiler cast by the way oh yeah that guy okay yeah, he he's a druid in the Eternals. Um, I always again, I, I always see pictures of him and think he's uh, the Flash guy. Looks very Ezra similar. Miller. Yeah, looks very similar. Mm-hmm. God, I hate it. Oh, speaking I hate of uh, superheroes, so David uh, Dotson or David Dalmatian or uh, David Dastamalchian or whatever the fuck, he plays Peter DeVries, who's a Mentat. I don't even know if I'm saying these things right. Mentat of House right. Harkonnen. Um, and he's great in this. And obviously, Denis had fun with this guy in Blade Runner twenty forty nine because he was in that film as Coco. And um, this guy was started off in my my life in The Dark Knight. Started off in my life in Wendy's commercials. That's true. Uh, no wait, the Wendy, Wendy's commercials were Dark Knight Rises. I looked it up. So you would have seen him in The Dark Knight first as Officer Dawes. He's not in The Dark Knight Rises. No, he's not, but he's, the Wendy's commercials were in 2012. No, the Wendy's commercials were like 2008 to 2012. They, they no, like they're years. 20... Okay, maybe, but like the ones I saw with him... They were Wendy's commercials this. when the Dark Knight was in theaters with the same guy. Because I remember me and Corey seeing these commercials and being like, that guy's from the Dark That's Knight. the same guy so from Wendy's. Okay, I looked it up and I could only find him as early as 2012. He was. It was years. He was their guy. <laughs> Well, anyway, so he's he's Rachel Dawes, but you knew him from Wendy's. I knew him from Dark Knight. Um, Denis loves him, and then on top of that, like he's obviously making you know headway in Marvel. Yeah. Like this this guy's fucking you know crushing it now, and then he's in Suicide Squad. He's in every major universe except Star Wars. What do you? <coughs> who's your favorite version of uh, David uh, Dalmatian? I don't know. I, I, he was good as Polka Dot Man. I, I was going to say Polka Dot Man might be my favorite. No, Wendy's, the Wendy's like, commercials. That's my the favorite. The Wendy's. For me, Polka Dot Man, I feel like he like was able to actually like you know fly a bit in that character, and he, you know everything else he's much more of a of a caricature, and of a Russian caricature, or of a lab technician in the future caricature, or a fucking you know Mentat caricature. But yeah, I loved him as Polka Dot Man. I loved I loved him seeing his mom everywhere. Oh, and sexy dancing with his mom. Who doesn't want to do that? All right. right. So the home world of sandworms, Arrakis. Let's get to this. Let's get to the Fremen. We've been teasing them all night. We really have it. (laughs) We've just been talking. They don't have a house. It's not house sandworm. It's the house of Freeman. This movie has the massive benefit of being made after Game of Thrones. Introduced the concept of like noble houses to the mainstream audience. Yeah, so many people forgot everything about feudalism that they learned in school about Middle Ages. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, you'd be like, oh, it's it's how it, you know, it's it's house real historical house. Be like, oh, like in, like the House of Tudors or whatever. It's like, oh, house of York? like or House of York, or like it's like, oh, it's just like in the House of Stark in Game of Thrones. I understand that word because Ned Stark. It's like oh the God, same thing here. House, like, you, you see, is this the House of Stark? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you describe it. House of Trades, that's the House of Stark. House Harkonnen, that's the House of Lannister. Kind of. Kind of. So, like, worse than Lannister. Who's worse than Lannister? I mean, the Lannisters are pretty hot. Like, they're aesthetically pleasing. 
they're not That's they're not true. all deformed <laughs> so wait, who who would you say it was the iron islands i guess would that be the closest uh... yeah i guess that, that, yeah that's because they're the brutal kind of gross house yeah i guess wait, all right oh by the way did jason momoa look fat to you in this movie like he is not pounds? working out as much as he used to i think he was relying a little bit too much on the coverage of the beard and didn't and let his neck go a little bit and didn't do some jaw exercises he doesn't have a beard he's hairless in this movie no that's what I'm saying because he's had a beer for so long oh yeah this movie he shaves it and he and, and Denis was probably like well Drax he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a beard as Drax Drax doesn't have Wait, a beard that's Dave Batista. what did I say Jason Momoa oh yeah yeah you said Dave Batista the whole time oh well, I thought J- Dave Batista was looking fat but Jason Momoa is also looking fat too huh Jason Momoa is looking fat okay yeah I didn't know I, I didn't, Jason no, Momoa I thought Jason still is, he's, he still looks in shape to me he had some, uh, he had some fat chin going on there. He had some fat neck. No, and he has a beard the first time you see him, and then later he shaves off the beard. We don't know why, but we assumed he shaved it when he went to the Fremen. But most of the Fremen have beards, so I didn't understand why he would shave the beard if all the Fremen have beards. Usually, it's just like when Mark in soldiers, the room, basically. Yeah, but he when, just shaves off a scene, his beard in one scene, and it's just like that was thematically ops, important. <laughs> but when special ops go to another country, like let's say the Middle East. They tend to they grow use the special op members who have beards and look a little Middle Eastern, whether they're even Hispanic in background, just, you know, look a little bit, or even if they're Italian in background, or just have olive complexion, no. or whatever the fuck. No, if, we, if they, the cool boys empire ever has to go to fight in the Middle East, we're going to utilize good. Noli, aren't we? <laughs> no, Noli's growing not, a right? beard. <laughs> no. So, no? But t- no, we're using me. You don't. You're, you're the whitest. You you have a brown beard, but you are, are clearly the whitest skin I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm called Taliban by my family because my beard. Yeah, but your skin doesn't look remotely. You look Irish under under the beard. That's true. I just and your beard's like, borderline red. I am Taliban. I am Taliban. <laughs> I just say that over and over again because I don't know anything else because I'm retarded. We would have to spray tan the fuck out of you to make that work. Dude, I will, I want you to Team America me just like patches <laughs> of fucking fur. Well, no, the hair. beard's already there. We don't need to add the beard. We just need to <laughs> dye it the black. brown on me. So you don't Dude, look... Team America, the way they fucking change up Gary is the best. They demorphize him? What the fuck was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's something, but, yeah. Morphifies you or something. You you can pass for any race except Middle Eastern. You always really like, you know I'm Jewish. Airports, I'm right? Irish. I'm German. It's like, you yeah, can be any of those, but you can't fucking Jew be Arab. And me, the Jew in me registers for those anti-Semites out there that work in like TSA jobs. I have literally was in London and got pulled like out of like a random terminal. I'd already passed security and in Heathrow, and I got literally grabbed by security at Heathrow, <laughs> and they threw me into a back room and did a full check on my luggage and everything. Really? Because I just look a little too Jewish for them, a little too Israeli maybe, a little too Middle Eastern that way. See, there's a little bit. There's a little bit. I don't think that was because they they wrote they I, racially profiled. You probably me. smelled like weed, so I think there was probably other reasons. I couldn't get any weed in London that day. That day? I have no <laughs> idea. I've never been there. Never been. Sounds awful. I, I, I don't know this. I don't know this at all. But, I mean, I definitely heard from people, friends of mine and things. That, yeah. like, apparently, like, at that time when I was traveling. I Like I said, I don't know this. But at that time when I was traveling, yeah. nobody was checking vape pens. So, I mean, like, you could just, like, yeah, get Yeah, Jesus around, Christ. Like, and you're you like, know. but why did my luggage get checked? Because I'm too Jewish. <laughs> 
but, 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 but they may have picked up a vape pen and moved it and didn't even know what they were looking at. Yeah. Not explosive. We're okay. <laughs> this can't blow up this airplane. Who knows? I like I said, that wasn't me. All right, I, well, speaking of people that. who can be any race, I would never do that. Javier Bardem, he plays the desert person. So he's the leader, yeah, of the Fremen tribe that's at Sech Tabor. What the fuck is Sech Tabor? Seek Tabor? I don't know what the fuck it was. What was it? Seach is, is their name for underground cities. Tabor is the biggest city. Oh, and that's what the okay, and that's what they have at the end of 1984. Yeah, we don't see it. We haven't seen it yet. But Javier Bardem's character is important in the next one. But in 1984's Dune, we see it because that's where he where Paul has the huge speech, right? Underground, yeah, which just looks like two walls, two big walls is how they could depict that city. I'm sure it'll be more impressive. So Javier's character is obviously major character in next movie. Yeah, right, big deal. Less than this one. Zendaya, same thing. Her character Chani. Yeah. Played by Sean Young. Yeah. Would you rather fuck Sean Young or Zendaya? Thank you for asking. Oh, my God. You never ask me these questions. Well, no. I, I asked it like 30, 40 minutes ago when, when you tried uh, to ask me who I'd rather fuck Timothy Chalamet or Kyle McLaughlin. Let me think. The so, answer is Zendaya, but... Sean Young has probably way larger titties. Well, here's the thing. Crazy girls, they're better. But Zendaya, Zendaya has an incredible jawline. She did not miss out on jaw day. about that's 1984 for sure. Sean Young, not modern Sean Young. I might go Zendaya. Or Zendaya. I yeah, I'd go, probably go I Zendaya have... too, but I think Sean Young would actually be a better sex experience. Zendaya would just lay there. I don't think that's true. I think Zendaya Disney works. Disney employees do not work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last dude, uh, uh, ja- Jamis, played by Babs. Not Ulusan above the line Mokun. ones, at least. Jamis is um, teased all movie in the visions. He's whispering words of wisdom even to Paul in the visions. And when we see him, I go, oh, well, this character's got a huge role uh, coming up in this film and the next movie probably. It looks like this movie's probably going to be wrapping up in the next uh, hour. Little did I know we had 10 minutes left. And and, and then uh, the character is killed, which made me go, Wait, what the fuck were these visions Paul was having? Because, like, the dude's dead now. He can't have these visions anymore. Did you did you fast forward through to see if there was an end credit scene? Because I did. I was just like, there's got to be more, right? There's got to be something else. I watch I watch end credits. I talk about this all the time. I watch end credits. So I did. I watched the whole end credits, and there was no end credit scene. You, you saw this at home, though, right? You didn't go to the theater. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? HBO Max. Yeah, like, HBO Max. Fuck? Why am I going Dolby to the Dolby Vision, to motherfucker. You know? And by the way, Cool Boy Nation, I'm glad you're listening to this episode because for some reason, when it's on HBO Max, you don't give a fuck. You listen to those episodes. Yeah, it's really popular. HBO Max seems to be our listener base. Yeah, anything that's on HBO Max, you guys are watching because anything that's on Disney Plus, not so much. Yeah, because I, I, that's why I don't want to do Disney Plus stuff. I don't even know if Too I'm going to see Turtles. Too bad. We're doing what if. We're doing what I if. I was going to see a Turtles, and then a Turtles is like, this movie is apparently terrible. Dude, <laughs> like, Turtles yeah. just got the worst Rotten Tomato score of all MCU films. Yep. It is now the lowest MCU Rotten Tomato scored film. A lot of people are saying it ruins the MCU. No way. Who says that? Uh, I, I saw some some reviews saying like this basically makes the MCU meaningless. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. That's so great. That sounds amazing. Well, Jamis, Jamis made uh, Dune, uh, his character in Dune, wasteless um, or useless. I have honor, and then he dies. Yeah, that's like it. Like in like the he he, it's a little weird that your white 
protagonist character has to finish the film by killing a black like he innocent sh- he should have put on a badge and just shot him <laughs> yeah, with his yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you just shot half your gun off man yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. You got me? They should have had Timothy Chalamet kill him by standing on by kneeing on his neck for, for eight minutes. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so little on the that... nose. <laughs> and this movie was supposed to come out at that time too, so it's like a little bit like, oh my god, how do we know? Yeah. How do we get it? How did they know? Well, because it's been happening for decades. Um, okie dokies. Who is your fuck me? Oh no, no, actually. Final Dune bits. Final Dune. Fuck me, Final Dune bits. Yeah. Who is your fuck me Dune from this Dune movie? Phil? It's pretty obvious. Rebecca Ferguson. Really? Okay, because I didn't know. Because like you've talked about in the past, your love for uh, Zendaya quite yeah, a bit. She, she's my number two. And then then what are my other options? Charlotte Rampling, I guess. Yeah. What you talk not about a lot of female characters tonight. in this movie. <laughs> there aren't. Um. Yeah. I mean, as much as. You know, Charlotte and Zendaya are, are gorgeous women and would deserve a good fucking. Um, There's a, the, the black doctor. Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson is amazing. Yeah, no. Rebecca Ferguson's peak human. So, yeah, she she's is, number one. She is, she is the five out of five boys in Rogue Nation for it, me. It, it takes a lot. Okay, it takes a lot for Tom Cruise to be like, okay, this woman is of acceptable Mission Impossible standards. Not a yes. lot of girls, because like, I don't know if he had that power in the first Mission Impossible. I forget the actress's name, the French girl. Uh, but then we got Ta- Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton's in the second one. Emmanuel Bier or Emmanuel- something like that? Yeah, I think that sounds right. But then Tandy Newton's in the second one. He approved Tandy Newton. Then he approved Maggie Q. And then he approved uh, Paula Patton and Leah Sadu, but Leah Sadu's a villain. He, not, he didn't just approve of Rebecca Ferguson being female Mission Impossible girl for this movie. He brought Rebecca Ferguson back. First time he's ever done that. Yeah. Well, then he also went and, and uh, boned up and is banging on the reg um, uh, Haley Atwell. I don't believe that, but sure. Oh, dude, they're apparently like fucking like crazy. He doesn't now. have sex. He's not, he doesn't do that. Well, then then he's watching Haley double click the mouse every night while he beats off into a canister. Yeah, he, he does, like, mind shit. He doesn't do hand, he doesn't do penis do you, do you and think, hand stuff. Do you, do you think Tom puts on the <laughs> VR and, like, it will even, like, make you put on a VR and only bone you with no, some VR is what we have. VR. I have VR. Tom Cruise has, like, something that plugs into your brain, something we don't even know about. He has He's got the Matrix. Technology. Yeah, basically. Or, or Johnny Mnemonic. I love it. I love it. I want to. I want to live in. I want to live a day in Tom Cruise's life, and then I will never give it back. Like, Tom Cruise, fucking, like fu- having I want sex John with penises and Tom vaginas. Cruise. Tom Cruise is so above that kind of shit. Yeah, but if I was Tom Cruise, John Malkoviching him and shit, and taking over his body and running his shit forever, oh dude, I wouldn't go lesbian. I would. I would definitely. I'd be terrified to go on Tom Cruise. Oh dude. Oh no, dude. Experience the cruise. Oh my who's, god, who, cruising. Wait, who's your fuck me? Oh, I gave this movie four and a half boys. I don't think I've ever said that. You did. You said it earlier. Okay. And I said five. With an option for um, five if the next movie's solid. Rebecca is mine, of course. And um, yeah, this movie is absolutely five out of five boys. Like I said, um, I, I I do agree. I think with part two, it'll. I can't be very give it clear. five yet because the, the next movie might be terrible. 
Oh, no, no, no. You're wrong. This movie is a 5 out of 5, boys. Because th- you, if you can't rate this movie truly on narrative because there isn't a complete one. So you have to rate it on visual and acting and, and, and the directing of what we have so far. This is an incredible 5 out of 5, uh, one and a half of a movie. Or half yeah, of a movie. It feels like, like half, this is, yeah, half a movie. This is not enough movie to, to, to constitute a whole film, but it's 5 out of 5 boys, nonetheless. Yeah, fair enough. I I I will reserve my my final remaining half boy. He's currently a half a boy. I'll give him a second half once they've actually. I mean, even even if you don't have to see the new, new movie, once we got a trailer, once we got a release, like once they've started filming at least. But right now they just somebody at Warner Brothers assigned a check said green light, but then Zendaya can be like, oh, I want more money. And then Zendaya is a different actress in the next one, and like, oh, that's yep. a problem for me. You promised that me Zendaya. That, that's a problem. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, even it, when they filmed the kid movie, Chapter 1, even that was like, like, it ends. The movie starts and says it in the sewers, right? And the camera's twisting around and the words are twisting with the sewer. But then the, when the movie ends, it goes it, Chapter 1. And it, it so the movie tells you, like, hey, see? We knew it was always going to be a two-parter. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. But this movie, Dune... Begins with part one. It starts going, part one. When you knew it was not greenlit for part two, which is just like... No, I mean... What you, are you doing? There are plenty of people who will see that part one and be like, oh, I guess this is there's going to be like a part two and then a part three, kind of like in the Justice League. Where it's like, chapter one, not right. today, Batman. I'll like, take a break. I'll get a, I'll get a coffee or a like, popcorn. Like, when's, Come back. When's, chap- when's part two going to start? We're, we're like two hour, and a half hours in the movie and it just like ends and they're like, what? What do I do? I was promised I played my pee break around part two. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pee so bad. Shit. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I, the, I, I. Here's the thing. I have faith in Denis because, um, he hasn't failed me yet. Oh, of course, I have faith in Denis. Well, you haven't but seen the, Enemy, which is one bad movie. But. Enemy is great. Oh, you seen Enemy? Yes, I've seen. I've seen all his English shit. I w- I've not seen all his friendship. I've seen all his English shit. Um, because French shit's garbage and gay. But like, Enemy doesn't it, make any sense. Enemy's great. What happens in, in that movie? <laughs> I can't spoil it because that's actually like a major spoiler to have right here at the end of Dune. Discuss enemy. the pregnant chick turn is a spider. Like okay, movie's over. No, it's not. It's more than that. It's uh, it's obviously heady. Like that's the point, right? It is very heady. It's supposed to be heady. I can't get in. I'm not getting into enemy. I'm here. not gonna get an enemy either. But that's that fetish of all the fetishes. That's the stupidest fetish. Like oh, I'm, I I like when fucking hot chicks step on insects. Like why? Why is that a fetish? Okay, so hang on. So speaking of it, chapter one and chapter two, and kind of rounding this out here. Yeah. It chapter one. You and I both even our it chapter two spoiler cast. We talked about it chapter one and chapter two extensively. Um, we both loved Chapter One. We both thought Chapter One was like incredible. I I said five out of five boys. Yeah. I don't remember what you said, but well, it's pretty it, high. It, it, I think it's probably the best example of what uh, of of trying to do. So there's like the it Chapter One, and there's also uh, Stranger Things, and then like eight millimeter, like that. It's an '80s movie with kids, except Summer it's today. Summer of '84 as well. I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, that's another really one. Really good. Just watched it with the kids; they loved it. Um, the uh, so yeah, exactly right. So and then, it's the best then, example of that kind of thing where we it make an eighties movie. Two now. is garbage. Both you and I did not like that movie. I may have liked. I don't know if it's garbage, but it's it's a massive disappointment compared to the. First I was one. like, 
This movie sucks. And the biggest problem with it is all the scenes with the kids being de-aged digitally and having. That's their not even the worst part for for me. But well, like, it's also that boring too. On top of that. Um, but like I think I I think I gave it one of my lowest scores ever uh, on on Cool Boys. Um, if not, it's that it's definitely down there. You were angry um, that episode. I remember. Yeah. I would say I I don't have the feeling that part two of Dune. Is going to give me the same reaction I had for It Chapter no, 2. No, because It Chapter 2, like, the story's complete, and they're ramping up again and telling the story again now yes. as adults. Okay, good. This is, yes. like, completing the second... This is, like, there's still more story finishing to tell. Finishing the story. It's finishing right. the because story. Because It Chapter 2 is, like, we're going to do the same thing we did at the end of the last movie. No, the next movie will have, like, all the worms of the planet attacking a major city, which is, like, it's okay looking in 84s but like th- that'll look amazing with Den- Denise doing that so. and they tease it nicely at the end of this one when they like see that there's worm writing right yeah which which is what I in the 84 assumed... one he invents worm writing <laughs> see, okay yeah yeah in 84 he invents it but like I assumed Sharon Duncan Brewster was about to go worm writing when she was Dr. Kyle. yeah she has right? the hooks yeah, they're, they're, yeah I was like oh she's about to go worm writing and then those guys showed up she's like okay I'm just gonna sacrifice myself and get swallowed so worm writing is like a thing in this version, yeah. which I love. But Paul will be able to actually telekinetically control the worms, <laughs> and I don't think anyone's done that yet. So are, are we going to get a voice of a worm, you think, in the second film? No, they, they didn't do that in 84, so I think Yeah, but just... are we going to get like a telepathy voice? If so, Benedict Cumberbatch should voice it. Oh, no, that would be horrible. No, he does the exact same smog voice. I'm a worm. He does Smaug again, by the way, in What If. Um, for It's kind of a spoiler, but he, for a variation on Doctor Strange, he does Smaug, and it's like, oh, no, you're doing Smaug again. This Smaug was good, but, man, that scene went on way too long. I'm like, the dragon's still talking. Oh, baby, watch the extended edition. That scene goes on for, like, 20 like, more shut minutes. Shut up, dragon. Jesus Christ. This, like, that's the opposite of Dune. Like, that's, you know, that that's the that's a, a one two-hour and 20-minute movie that they stretched into three three-hour movies. Yeah, and they could have turned it into a four-hour extended edition, and that would have been fine. But they did not need to make it three three-hour to four-hour films. I hate the Hobbit movies. I, I've seen each of them once, and I never want to watch any of them again. Kids didn't mind them. The kids actually didn't mind them. They all, they love the entire the entire the entire saga is like one of their favorite sagas now. Lord of the Rings. They were blown away by it. Like goes the ups and downs, the the highs and lows. They fucking loved it all. But the Hobbit fared well on them. Even my wife and I are like, goodness gracious, right? Get a load of this movie. And the kids are like, this is great. Like they're fucking Anakin Skywalker. Like this the fucking is dragon crazy. flies out of its cave. What's going to happen? Oh, next movie. You got to wait until all right, the next movie happens. Yeah, but you're, you showed them to your kids back to back to back. I, I watched those movies True. each year they came out. I'm like, yeah, baby. we got to wait a fucking year to see what happens after, when the dragon flies away. Dude, I know. My kids definitely the, got it good. We're like, we're like back to 70 back to back. minutes into the fucking animated movie. The dragon flies out and then it gets shot like the next scene. By the way, there, there's a parallel there. When I fucking watched uh, Lord of the Rings... The Peter Jackson uh, f- film, The Fellowship of the Ring, the first one came out. You know, we had to wait a year until th- the Twin Towers came out uh, the next year. And it's like, I think I watched two the Rankin... Towers, the two Towers, yeah, Twin Towers. The same thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I watched the Rankin... Or not the Rankin Bass, the uh, uh, Ralph Bashke, uh yeah. movie... 
Which is incomplete. Which itself only covers half of two towers. Yeah, because the animators walked out on it. Yeah, so, well, and also the the, the, the money ran out. They walked out because they stopped the, paying. The money ran out, so the animators walked out. Yeah, the animators didn't walk out. They, they just started rotoscoping. Paychecks. They rotoscope sequences, right? Where they just, like, it was practically almost film, and they just kind of colorized the film almost. Yeah, there's, there's some scenes where they didn't have time to rotoscope it, so they just mm -hmm. colored the, the actual film that they were going to rotoscope. So it's a very... And they added harsh black lines around but it. But still, I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that's just to get the the movie that was supposed to be the first half of Lord of the Rings done, but then they never got a second half. So it's like, like all right, now I've gotten 33% more of the story, uh, but I still have to wait until next year to see uh, Two Towers, and then the next year to see Fellowship of the Ring, and that's the one that I haven't seen any of, because of the Ralph... Return of the Bashky, King. Return, Return of the King, King. yeah. What did I say? Lord of the Rings? Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship thing. of the Ring, yeah. Return of the Jedi, the, the third film... Yeah, in the trilogy, uh, which again, again, Luke is stealing, right? Yeah, Return of the King, right? Well, no. But here's the thing, though. No, because he um, wanted to call it Revenge of the Jedi. A lot of the times, people screw up in that second act, right? When it comes to trilogies, they and and it's it's not very common. The second movie. Is That's the why best. Peter Jackson deserves the credit because felt for uh, Return of the King actually like nails it, even though he had nothing to pull from at that point. But Two Towers, Fellowship of the Ring is maybe my favorite of all three, realistically. Return of the King has the most emotional value because of like who I found in, while seeing that movie for the first time, my wife, and what my life has been because of that. Yeah. But Two Towers is one of those films where it, it surpasses the first film, and it makes that second act worth it, and it makes that gap between when the movie started in, in 2001 and ended in 2003, it made that three-year gap worth it to have Two Towers in the middle of it. And I just pray to God, Dune Part Two makes it worth it. I think they declined in quality because the the third one is it's like it ends and then your, your ass hurts because you the think AMC... Two Towers is worse than Fellowship, like from yeah, from a okay. Because Fellowship has Fellowship, Fellowship has a main character, Frodo. Two Towers has like three main characters. It's it's muddled domestic. Yeah, but Two Towers I think is a better movie. But I but I do agree, Fellowship is my favorite. Of all of them, I like, I, I like, like the, 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 the setup them. stuff. Like when the ring wraiths are like monsters, and you don't see them as much. When they're like flying dragons and stuff. What? When they're horse monsters, yeah. As the wraith flying with wings. Yeah, they, the third one just shows too much. I mean, look. Here's the thing. This Dune. This bringing it back to the 2022 Denis Dune. I felt I was seeing things and getting. An explanation as to like what I'm seeing and that supplants in my mind. The 1984 movie is this baffling thing where you are being both told instead of shown, and then when you see things, you have no idea what the fuck you're seeing. Oh yeah. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies are great because you you you're using that same thing that this Dune does, where like you're 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 being shown this beautiful elf city, and you're also being made aware of what it is while you're seeing it. Like through the dialogue and intercepts, like Frodo wakes up and is like, "Where am I? I'm in the the Elven City." And then he walks out and you see this beautiful Elven City. And you're like, "Ah, oh, the Elves are like really old, and they made this great city." But it also it, it it is some dialogue. Like Ian McKellen says things, and that, well, the, like, yeah, know, but the David Lynch one, one, you you would like there would be like two minutes of dialogue explaining a city, and then fifty minutes later you'd see a fifteen second shot of a city. Oh and yeah, you never had no idea what the fuck you're seeing then. Yeah, I, I always thought of the David Lynch one as a kid when I saw it and kind of rewatching it, 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 it is similar again. It, I just I, it feels more like 
an art project, like kind of like a, a, an emotional play. It's not really it's not a functional based around movie. any facts or science fiction or anything like that resonates. It's all emotional. It's all overly emotional. And it's funny to think that my uncles were a lot like your father, where they, they thought of Dune and liked Dune, and that's the reason why we had Dune on VHS But um, for that road trip. Well, my but, dad um, had read the book before he saw the movie, so I think that helped him. Like People who saw well, the, sure, read the sure. book and seen the movie were like, oh, okay. You had context, right? Yeah. You're able to contextualize every moment of the film and understand where it's going and why it's there and what they're really saying. And like you have all of this, you know, paragraphs of information describing what you just watched in 10 seconds in a – in David Lynch's version. So it, it makes sense, and I understand why they like it, but like when I was watching as a kid, and to this day, it's it just feels more like a, a psychedelic film, like The Wall or something. Like it just kind of like it feels yeah, like you're doing a drug, yeah. You. Yeah, right. It's like literally just like let it just kind of uh, take over your body and just just turn Dune on and let Toto play, even though it's not. And again, Ryan Edo. 1984, the movie. Uh, we re- we reviewed it in uh, spoiler cast, and it was the Eurythmics uh, mm-hmm. that did the score for that film, and and then Toto did the score for Dune, uh, the 1984 Dune. 1984 was Evangelist, Blade Runner. The, the, the early 80s were lit in terms of scores. But Eurythmics score sucked for 1984. I didn't think much of and, it, honestly. And Toto was. Oh, I, I thought I thought the, the score for the 1984 Dune is awesome. I think it's one of the oh, best really? parts about it. Yeah, I mean it's not as good as like Vangelis, but it is like of that. Like, Vangelis is the bomb. of that caliber of like this is like the score is one of the best things about the movie. Vangelis is like one of those things that like I was so happy that Denis had that kind of yeah you, you know, know how to like reuse it right in uh, Blade Runner 2049. He didn't overuse it because he, it wasn't his to overuse. But he used it when it was needed to, um, well, to give yeah, a little and emphasis. Well, yeah, and Zimmer used some of the same, like, Yamaha synth, so it, like, it felt Did consistent. He? Yeah. I guess so. Okay, nice. Well, Hans can't do no wrongs. Um, okay. Except Wonder Woman, I, man. Speaking of 1984, Wonder Woman 1984, he phoned that one the fuck in, man. That, that's a Hans doing some wrongs. Yeah, that is. I mean... The reality is, is that music probably still made that movie feel better than it really was because that movie isn't that good of a movie regardless. Yeah. You know, nobody asked him, like, why is Batman's theme playing right when Wonder Woman's giving her speech? Yes. And he just slaps them and goes, I am Hans. Like, there, there is definitely, like, there's a reason that they're using beautiful lies in that moment when they're talking about just everyone talking about the truth bringing is out better their than truth. lies. But it doesn't make sense to use Batman's score. <laughs> That's the Batman theme as far as we knew at that point in BVS. So it was an odd choice. Nothing All good right, comes from lies. Dune. I can't wait to see Dune Part 2. I'm really excited to see Dune Part 2. In general, Dune washes over me. But here's something I have to say. Dune, Dune, Dune. <laughs> Dorn, I will ask you privately, but I'm asking you here. Yeah, Dorn. Well. Give us your Dorn. Dorn. When Dune Part 2 comes... Not only do I want you to bring your critical eye and critical nature and destroy this entire episode we just did and point out how stupid and retarded and, man, we just farted about all this shit. I'm not retarded. I'm smart. But I cannot wait to hear your insight on how Dune Part 2 and the whole series sums up and all the little shit we just missed. So stay tuned, Cool Boy stay Nation. Stay tuned, Dune Boy Cool Nation, Boy Nation. For Dune Part 2, spoiler cast with Dorn. A true Dune head. Yeah. Is that what they call themselves? Or Duners? Uh, Dune boys? Arachonites. Arach- I love them. They're so great, those Arachonites. 
what are what are Timothy's fans? Chalamet heads or something like that? They are not Chalamets, something like that. No, they aren't. All right, I have to pee. So, do is there really? Is there really I have no. I just made that up. Of course not. I'm going to look it up because Gerard Butler has what are they called? What are they called? Tarts. Tarts, baby. Dune Boy Nation. Give us your Dune Boys for Dune. Part one by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. We don't do puns for our email address because we want it to be accurate. Oh, Chalamaniacs. Is that seriously? Yep. That sounds right. That sounds good. That's bad. that's better than the one I made I got tons, baby. I got tons. Chalamaniacs. We are Chalamaniacs. <laughs> All right. And we're Timothy to the max. New episodes come out on Fridays. Selena Gomez. They're called Selenators or Selenators. Sounds like Salinate. Sasha Banks from uh, Mandalorian 2, season 2. Sasha Banks doesn't have fans. Yeah, they're called The Crew, baby. Hmm. Oh, wait, who's the guy that sang the Spectre song? Oh, God. Sam Shepard? No, Sam Smith. He's His people are called Little Sailors. Like that's a rip off of Lady Gaga's, which are Little Monsters. Oh, my God. What, what are Sailor Moon people called, though? I don't that fucking Moonies. creeps. Uh all right. Train by Dude. Dude Boys Pot Dude Boys Dune Cast by Night. All Dune, yes. all night. Like in Dune Scribe, the making mm-hmm. an authorized distradunction of this Dune cast yeah. allegedly sported over fifteen hundred dunes. Yes. And involved hundreds of thousands of Dune hours. Of course those Dune which hours. Are, they say standard hours and standard years, because Dune has different hours and different years. They're Re- not souls and they're not days. Yeah redune us on apple Podcasts. best of all Please. a great way to say dune to you on the mainstream media that still bothers me they say like we have 19 hours in star wars like in the in the rise of skywalker it's like you've never said hours in star wars before jj you didn't even you didn't even read the wikipedia no. before you brought never that paid script. attention right. never paid attention yeah redune us on apple Podcasts. best of all a great way to say dune you to the mainstream media let's dune go you. dune all right uh, Dune Man and Dune. <laughs> Let's go Duned in. Uh, on, on Apple Dunecast, Dune Cloud, Dunify, and You Dune. China <gasps> Special Dune. <laughs> Thanks. You got lazy on <laughs> yes. that one. Felicity Department of the CPC Dune Zing Yang Uyghur Autonomous Dune Region Committee. Of course. Uh, Dunes, ba- I, mean, I, I, I mean, there probably are deserts in China, right? The Gobi Deserts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely deserts in China. I want to go see some. I just thought, like, Dune, it was like, we have one city, it's surrounded by desert. I was like, okay, so Vegas? Most high It's like, don't go outside, because the heat will kill you. And it's like, okay, so Vegas, basically. <laughs> oh. Thank you for duning. Stay Dune, Dune Boy Nation, until <gasps> Dune time. It's Dunesies from Dune Felk. And that's Dunesies from Dune Ballard. Can't wait to get Dune Dorn. Oh, I stopped recording, but go ahead and say oh, whatever you want. Well, this one thing that I forgot to say during the, the thing is that the whole movie is like, oh, there's no water on Dune, so our suits got to fucking keep the, the water in. We recycle tears, we recycle sweat, and we drink it. And I was just, the whole time, like, oh, I could not go to Dune, man. A kidney stone situation. <laughs> I got to drink so much water every day. I'd get so many kidney stones on Dune. <laughs> Standing American boy. You've excelled in all things. Oh my god. You son of a bitch. See, I got a huge cock. Oh my god. You should just fucking smile and blow me! 
give me what I want. Oh, my God. So you can run and tell that. God damn. Oh, boy. Get out of here. The whistle's gone. Woo!